7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an easy idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Oh, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, Worldwide Radio for Humans. This is February 11th, 2020. Uh, and yeah. And that's, yeah, it's February 11th. <laughs> uh, nothing special. Uh, you know, less than a week till President's Day. Mm. Should be dubbed Human President's Day so we can exclude a certain individual. Um, and, uh, of course, joining me as always on the program, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's New Hampshire Friday, New Hampshire Tuesday. Right? Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, that's right. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hello. It's it's just another Tuesday in D.C. It's another Tuesday on the air as well. Yeah. That's so, true. Yeah. Well... I thought we it's been uh, it's been a little busy in, in my world as uh, I, I know many people already know that I'm working on this big goofy project for Mego Meet, my big display, my big tower display. If you scroll back, there's some pictures of it from the uh, Mike Check Radio the on Sunday in our chat room uh, since we all share the same chat room now. But in uh, you know cr- things have been busy at work, things have been busy at home. So, again, another relatively audio-free day, except for something that I want to set up here in the first segment. Because um, I, I've... Uh, how long has it been? Seven years since Larry David did the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? I think so. It's and, been a while. And now it's back. It's back <coughs> uh, with its latest season. I forget what season number it is. It's It's got to be... Pushing eight season season six seven. Yeah, I don't know. If if it was seven years and it was seven seasons, that would be season eight. No, he's been off. uh, He took a big long break. Uh, He hasn't done a season. Yeah, Yeah. but this is like the longest break I think. Um, uh, Yeah, so let's find out. Let's find out. Um, I'm checking it out. Yeah. So. let me see how many seasons oh 10 this is the 10th season ah yes yes he started in 2000 yeah so yeah season Um, one was 2000 2009 in 2020 dear god 20 years um oh he did have a season in 20 huh 
I'm not saying number of seasons, but 20 years. Yeah. He's been, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, well, he did come back in 2017, so I was wrong. I didn't. I forgot. I forgot that he had a season in 2017. Um, maybe I never watched it. I'm not sure. But you know, it's a wildly entertaining show. I mean, some of the episodes you today. I mean, you couldn't do some of the stuff even on HBO. <laughs> I don't think. Um, but you know, the the show is known for you know. Larry David basically being very antisocial. He plays a fictionalized version of himself. He's a very antisocial guy. Doesn't like, you know, uh, awkward situations, but seems he has a knack for getting himself into every awkward situation possible. Uh, very clever writing on the show. And of course, Larry David, you know, creator of Seinfeld. Um, you know, George Costanza was based on him. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, the, the show is really fun. Well, apparently he's a Trump supporter now. No, (laughs) I kid, I kid, but Trump (laughs) thinks he is. Yeah. Uh, because there's been a viral and this is a spoiler. I apologize, but it's all over the internet. If anybody is upset by this, I I'm, I had this episode spoiled for me because I haven't, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the new season. Um, but, uh, the latest episode, was it the first episode of this, the new season, Joe? Uh, yes. Okay. So the first episode of the new season, maybe Joe, since you've seen it, you can, you can kind of explain without giving away too much of, of the, the, the first episode. It's basically what happens is, um, he wants, you know, Larry David, he, he wants everybody to leave him alone. Yes. You know, just stay away from me. You know, I, I'm sitting here having coffee. Don't bother me. So he notices that in his town, Los Angeles, if you wear a MAGA hat, it's very unpopular. <laughs> so he picks up on this and he decides, well, gee, if I just want to be left alone in this town, I'll just wear a MAGA hat everywhere. And he does. So. And so the so the show goes. So, Until, and, and so and, well, I yeah. won't say the well, ending. But. Well, there's a scene in it. Is, is that mm-hmm. the ending? Is the, is the viral clip that's going around, the, the one with the motorcycle guys, is that the uh, the end? That would be, yeah, that's what happened at the end. <laughs> yes, the motorcycle guys. Okay, yeah. well, I don't want to spoil it, but Trump retweeted the ending of it, uh, acting like, this was an endorsement of wearing MAGA hats. And, or just had zero understanding of what was going on. Now, Larry David was recently interviewed. Um, I don't know if it's from today or not. And I don't know, did, did either of you hear the, the, this viral clip that's going around of him and um, Jimmy Traina, I think from ESPN, was interviewing him? I didn't see that. No, I saw the episode. I didn't see. Yeah, it. Rain, did you? And I did saw you? that it, went it was misinterpreted Sorry. by Mister Orange Man. Yeah. So yeah, Rain, I didn't, I didn't. I heard about it. I didn't. Well, this I is really adversely like the, the hat itself. Just, mm-hmm. But continue on. Well, Larry David was being interviewed by uh, Jimmy Traina. Uh, again, I believe he was from ESPN. And this clip has been going around since Trump doesn't seem to understand, uh, you know, 
Larry David is wearing the MAGA hat as a fucking scarlet letter in the show. Not as a badge of courage or uh, a mark of nobility or anything like that. And Jimmy Traina gets it. Um, and he asked Larry David, are you afraid of alienating some people? Uh, and this is how that went. This is a little bit of a political question, but obviously a big part of this show is the MAGA hat. For the first show, yeah. Right. Um, there are people that wear the MAGA hat and like what the MAGA hat represents. Are yeah. you afraid about alienating them? They could be fans of the show. Alienate yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Go, go and alienate. You have my blessing. No, I could give a fuck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I could give a fuck. I could give a fuck. And he, and you know, seriously, he doesn't care about these people. No. These are if the he people. What that episode, first of all, because yeah. the episode was terribly disparaging <laughs> of MAGA had he uh, wearers and weed eaters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, the whole episode made fun of people who wear MAGA hats. It showed that that they're repulsive people, and that's why he wore it because he wanted to repulse people. Mm-hmm. Now, Larry I have to ask you, Joe. Did MAGA? come up to Larry in that episode? Did what? Did MAGA people come up to Larry in that episode? I'm sorry. Yes or no? Uh, you're sorry, you, you're getting a little Skypey. She's asking if, if uh-huh. Ma- did MAGA people, did MAGA people come up to Larry in the episode? Yes. Okay. So. Am I, am I any better? Um, yeah, it's a, there's a little bit of lag. I, I think it um, it should clear up. If it doesn't, we'll we'll have you reboot in a little bit. Um, okay. It was just a little Skypey. But, yeah, in, in the episode, some MAGA people, yeah, came up to him. But it was the end that was really funny. And I don't want to ruin it on the end. But yeah. I guess you'll see the viral video anyway. Should I say what the end was? Uh, um, I already know what it is. I don't think anybody's going to be too super. I mean, it's a comedy show. It's the first episode. Yeah. And, uh, you, and know. you have to see it anyway, because I yeah. can't make it funny by just talking about it. But it went like this. It was like all during the episode, he got the idea. He saw these MAGA hats and how people were repulsed by other people with MAGA hats. So he, he said, oh, that's great. He got a MAGA hat and he put it on anytime he wanted people to leave him alone. In restaurants, they wouldn't sit next to him on, at, a, at a counter. He was happy. So at the end of the show, after all this is going on, he's driving down the street, and he cuts off a group of bikers. Okay. And the biker pulls up alongside of him. Looks like the biker's going to pull him out of the car and kill him. And he reaches over on the passenger seat, picks up the red MAGA hat, puts it on, and the biker just puts a big smile on his face, gives him a thumbs up, and says, just be careful next time, okay, Phil? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And that was the end of the episode, and it, 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 it was it, it, hilarious. Hilarious. And it's typical, you know, Larry David. Yeah. But apparently, the, the, the ending of the show 
was clipped off and put in, into a viral video, and Trump thought that it was a tribute to him. And he missed the whole context of the whole show. And he put was, it was, tough guys for Trump or something like that? Yeah, and it really was was, was vulgar idiots on bikes for, for Trump. Yeah. It was like it really was the whole potential, thing was that, yeah, murder only diffused by MAGA hat, <laughs> right, you know? right, right, and 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 basically, if you live in the right places like we do, <laughs> where he's not popular, wearing a MAGA hat is a great way to repulse people. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So so yeah, uh, but you know, uh, kudos to Larry David uh, right. for that. You know, for 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 the episode and for the right uh, making the statement against the Trump cultists. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Let, let, let's let's hear that one more time just before we wrap this up. Larry David with Jimmy Traina again. This is a little bit of a political question, but obviously a big part of this show is the MAGA hat. For the first show, yeah. Right. Um, there are people that wear the MAGA hat and like what the MAGA hat represents. Are yeah. you afraid about alienating them? They could be fans of the show. Alienate yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> go. Go and alienate. You have my blessing. No, I could give a fuck. <laughs> you know... That would that you got to cut that for a drop. You really do. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I I, I found that yeah. at the last minute today. So yeah, that 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 was good. But it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, that one is right up along with treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Now, yeah. You know, the the odd part is the question: Are you afraid you'd alienate people to watch your show? Nobody that's a MAGA fan is going to watch his show. Period. Okay. Well, yeah, and there's several reasons for that too. Right, right. You know, they Nobody already. It's a Trump fan's going to watch Larry David's "Curb Your Enthusiasm." You're not going to tune in on Sunday night. No, not going to happen. They probably, so yeah, they they probably wouldn't be watching it. You know, if if they if they already hadn't been turned off by the episode where he was Larry almost, I think, had an affair with a woman, uh, or or was getting ready to like, you know hook up with a woman and he was like in her dressing room and she they were on broadway and and she he looked over and saw a picture of george w bush on her on her you know like dresser or whatever and he was like mm-hmm. uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like leaning back you know on the couch and they're getting ready to get hot and heavy and everything and he's just like no no, no, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I and and not only that. There's one one important thing why most maggots wouldn't watch Larry David, and that's because he's a globalist. Oh, I'm sorry. That's code for Jew. He's Jewish, and uh, a lot of maggots what? hate Jews. So, yeah. He's he's Jewish. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think uh, his family. They named a star after his family. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um. 
Yeah, there, there's plenty of reasons, and and you know he's on HBO. They they already maggots hate HBO. You know Bill Maher's there. We hate we hate Bill Maher. Um, you know, but the maggots hate him because you know I mean there's no safe space. Uh, yeah, without him, Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> they hate him for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. So. Let's put it that way. But but yeah, the Francie said deal breaker. Yeah, that was that's pretty much the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was what it was deal breaker in the with the George W. <laughs> Bush uh, picture. But yeah, yeah. I, you know I don't know you know if, if you've gotten through life and haven't figured out that Larry David is not a conservative, then I don't know. Um, yeah. So oh, uh, we got uh, I got some some uh, listener mail. Listen to that real mail. In my hand, what? snail yeah. mail. You mean like snail mail? Snail mail. mail. There were this... actual snails in it too. They were delicious. Wow. I made it. I made escargot. Um, so... <laughs> you made. You made hudapugo. <laughs> hudapugo. Yeah. Hudapugo. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and uh, I got uh, here's a letter. Uh, what up, brother? Here's a little something to hang in your studio. A friend from work turned me on to this series, and it's awesome. I'm not going to spoil what the series is just yet. It says, I'm on season five now. I'm going to finish the series and watch uh, blank when I'm done. I won't say. Uh, he says, take care and enjoy. Uh, love you and the Sues. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, it's from Joey Ward. And, you know, actually, this is a very serious subject. He sent me a, a, a missing poster. Uh, you know, Apparently, somebody's been missing. It says, missing. Have you seen this man? Walter White, age 50, height 5'11", weight 165. Last seen April 25th uh, near the corner of Black Volcano Road and uh, 67th Street in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and maybe suffering from confusion or dizzy spells. If you have any information or have seen Walter, please contact the police immediately. Um, yes, so um, yeah, he, he, apparently he's hooked on Breaking Bad, so... He sent me a missing poster for Walter White, which will, which will, uh, will adorn uh, a corner of my studio. So I th- thought that was pretty funny. Big fan. He says he's going to watch El Camino, and then you got to watch the prequel, Better Call Saul, with Bob Odenkirk. Yes. And then you know you can hear some lawyer jokes. What do lawyers and sperm have in common? Oh, just um, three million. No, wait. Um, one in three million. Have a chance, a chance of, of becoming, becoming a human, human being. being. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you're watching it, Joey. That's awesome. So, uh, and thank you for the letter. It's very kind of you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I love getting snail mail. So I'll, just, I'll send him something. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I still love, uh, you know, I, 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 when I was a kid, Nothing was better than than doing mail order for something. It, but the worst thing about it was the wait. <laughs> when you'd send off, because I'd go to the post office and buy money orders to order like records and stuff like that, or or books. Um, and uh, and wow, I mean, compared, you know, if, if you look at how instantaneous things are now. Like, you know, something from Amazon. Well, heck, we might have drones dropping it off same day for us here soon. Now it's like there is no, there's none of that anticipation anymore, you know? 
um, uh, not on a regular basis, you know. Um, but I don't know. Did you guys ever do uh, uh, pen pals or, or uh, do mail away for things when you were young? Yeah. I <clears throat> used to mail away to different countries for uh, school projects and ask for, you know, brochures and travelogues and things like that that I can bring into school. Ah, interesting. How about you? How about you, yeah. Rain? Um, <clears throat> I had a I had a guy I dated that lived down in Westchester County. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. I have a boyfriend in Westchester County. We email each other. Nobody believed me. Was it Joe Stool? I did not even believe. No, it was Joe Stool. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't do I didn't do pen pals because mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I got bored. I have a stack of letters from when I was in um, one of my first bands. Um, I think it was it was Plastic Man was the name of the band, and I have a stack of letters from this this really young girl who had a major crush on me. And, like, I'd send her flyers back and stuff like that. But she'd send me these huge, long letters and everything. You know, and it was never anything weird or creepy because I'm like, she's like a 13-year-old girl. It's like, you know, I'll I'll share some good music with her or something like that and send her flyers and stuff. But it was like, it was really sweet, you know. Uh, so, So I had that going on for a while. That was, like, my one, like, regular fan, you know. It was it was kind of a, a, a neat feeling, you know. Uh, even though we're just like you know crappy little band from Columbiana County, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I used to love you know I, I'd love to get mail order catalogs for like weird like heavy metal or punk records and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I still have a bunch of these old catalogs. There was a company out of um, Cincinnati or Toledo? I can't remember. Uh, Leviathan Records. Let me see. I can actually have part of it. Uh, was it called? Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio. There's a record label called Leviathan Records, and uh, and I actually corresponded with this guy. This guy, David T. Chastain. He was kind of this underground metal guy that was really big and had a big national following and stuff. And uh, he used to send me all kinds of stuff. So that was always fun. And I write, like, different guitarists. I have different autographs from, like, guitarists and got guitar picks from them that way and stuff. So, um, so yeah, but it was always fun. It was always fun, you know, because you never knew when something was going to come in. The, you know, fun, you know, fun remembering summer days running to the post office, finding something cool in the mailbox or the, the little mm-hmm, slip, mm-hmm. the little slip for something too big to fit in the, the P.O. box. So... But, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so, but thank you, Joey. That was a nice, that's a nice treat to get, uh, some, you know, a little surprise in the mail. So, and especially, you know, it has, when it has to do with Breaking Bad. Oh, maybe, oh, no, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to say it out loud. I just had an idea, something I could send Joey. So, <clears throat> But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so the Oscars. Did you guys watch any of that? I watched uh, the very end. <clears throat> I watched Joaquin Phoenix. 
Felix. Phoenix. Felix. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Felix. Felix the cat. I watched Joaquin Phoenix. I liked it. I watched uh, Brad Pitt. What else did I see? Oh, I saw the whole Parasite crew go up. Uh, so I, I saw the end. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I heard that. Uh, oh, the, uh, an interesting controversy came out of the the you know um, uh, out of this, an article I was reading earlier, just skimming. But um, uh, apparently, uh, with James was it James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out in like really dumb cats costumes. Did you see that rain? I saw pretty much all of the Oscars. Yes. Okay, well, they, well, I guess they came out, at, you know, in, in the costumes. I didn't see it. I was watching the com- the um, Adult Swim on Cinema Oscar special, which is a send up um, of of that. Uh-huh. But um, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not even a send up of the Oscars. It's it's just it's like it's hard to explain it's but it's it's a fun show it's a good comedy it's the first time i've been able to see it when it when it was on live um but uh but yeah rebel wilson and james corden were wearing the cats like goofy cats costumes and i guess they made a joke about the visual effects of cats and apparently like the visual effects association of the world or something you know i don't know what their name is but some big visual effects you know organization like were super pissed off at them for making jokes and it's like not even the best cgi can save a bad film and you know and it's like they okay they were making fun of cats which they were the in the movie it yeah. was really cute it was really cute what they did well the visual effects uh, uh world was outraged i say outraged well i i'm pretty sure that most of america wasn't outraged that it was pretty cute that james corden and rebel wilson looked like a couple of furries up there on the stage no i just took it as them having a good sense of humor and it's like you know i'm I'm sorry it's funny i i loved it i thought it was funny and it was real really cute but yeah, I'm I mean, I'm so, I'm sorry. There there were some other bad things and weird things about that movie, but the VFX had a, it made it look creepy. I do not want to see that movie ever. And I don't either. I saw the trailer. It was really creepy. And I mean, yes, some of the choreography made it look creepy too. But <laughs> yes. the the CGI. But if they're going to be mad at, at Rebel Wilson and James Corden, uh, maybe they should be mad at the reviews because there's a reason why I don't want to see that movie. I saw the trailer. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, I, I remember nope. that that weekend when it dropped, or that day day that it dropped. Um. I even made a meme. I I, I don't often make memes, but I made a meme and. Uh, uh, it I I this you know because people were freaking out about the Sonic the Hedgehog CGI and it was like, you know I put a a clip up that had Sonic the Hedgehog and it says Sonic the Hedgehog has the creepiest you know visual effects of the year or something like that, and then you know cats hold my beer, um you know uh so, but uh but yeah you know I just thought that that was like, um. They were they were actually in the film. They were in the film. No, 
you know. Oh, see, Earl and Duke are not happy about that. That's right. They were in the film. So I forgot about that. James Corden was in the film. I didn't know about Rebel Wilson. Yeah. But yeah. So good. Good for them. I mean, seriously, you're in. That's going to be like the Rotten Tomatoes, like bad film of the decade. Yeah. Oh, good. Francie's watching The Outsider. That's exciting. That's a really good show based on a Stephen King novel short story. I don't remember, but pretty damn good, entertaining supernatural crime thriller. Kind of, it kind of has a vibe. If anybody watched season one of True Detective, um, kind of is reminiscent of that. But uh, it's definitely, I think, much more supernatural um, than that. Um, but I don't know. But yeah, if you like the first season of, uh, True Detective, uh, I think anybody will like this. So True Detective season one was a masterpiece. Uh, and it, I mean, I did not like Woody Harrelson or, um, Matthew McConaughey before McConaughey. I saw, before I saw <gasps> that. Okay. I didn't. And then I, they turned me around. Yeah. So... But Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey. I, 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 he's done some great movies. He, Mud was a great movie. If you haven't seen that, I recommend it. But um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's go to the break. We'll we'll talk about uh, if you want to continue talking about the Oscars uh, since you watched the whole thing rain. Um, you can you can fill me in. It's up to you. So, hey. Huh? I I don't know if I want to. <laughs> okay, that's I, fine. I just wondered if there was anything you wanted to mention, any, you know, from it. If there was anything you wanted to mention, it's fine. So, um, but yeah. All right, let's just go ahead and go to the break. And uh, we'll be back with lots more. Uh, turn up the night. Hmm. What do I want to play? Uh, let's play something from Bobber. And uh, we'll play... Uh, we'll play the list. There we go. So anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Sad, sweet summer goodbye 
cooking for one Doesn't matter if the egg goes rush Now we're round here to complain Or clean the shells from the drain Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio. All the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Rain. Hello. And Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, dude. Hey, I'm a dude. Oh, yeah, okay. why not? I'm a dude. So, um, uh, I, I did see a couple 
couple little interesting stories. Uh, Joe, this one might interest you, but uh, and, and it, it is fascinating. Um, but there there has been a uh, what a short burst radio signal from space mm-hmm. that is uh, has been sending signals to Earth every sixteen days. And that's really kind of freaky and fun and interesting. Um, yeah. But it, it, it does it, uh, I guess it, it does uh, short bursts uh, like once every two or one or two hours or something like that. And then it stops for 16 days and resumes. So it could be any number of anomalies we might not understand yet, but... It could be maggots Calling from space. No. <laughs> of interplanetary crafts. Oh, well done. Well done, Joe. Uh, carpenters. It is the carpenters. It was originally it was originally Clatu. <laughs> originally Clatu. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, I, I I found this really interesting. It's uh it, yeah it says uh around one to two radio bursts will blast out per hour for four days before it goes silent for twelve days, and uh, they were traced to a spiral galaxy nearly five hundred million light years away from Earth. So ever you know trying to figure out what it is. Unless it could be somehow deciphered as something, uh, you know. I mean, it's five hundred million light years away. That's uh, we don't have warp drive capacity for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not likely. We we can't uh, fold space with the, uh, you know, the the what the spacing guild is that what they were called in Dune? We don't have the spice melange. Uh but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So I know Rain, you're not super into the science science news, but I thought that was kind of fascinating. Yes, it is fascinating. I feel like okay. No, no. I, I mean, uh, I feel like a Debbie Downer. I didn't want to talk about the Oscars. No, it's okay. I'm not a science person. No, it's just that, I mean, you never bring up science, uh, you know, stories necessarily, you know, I mean, so I just, you know, I guess I've never talked to you about science, so I don't know. It's something we usually don't talk about on the show. So, my apologies if I I jump to conclusions. Didn't mean to. So, um, but uh, now this this might interest you, um, and I'm I'm kind of I don't know if you're excited about this, Rain, but I know you liked uh, the, the first Wonder Woman film with Gail Gadot. Um, yes, but uh, Pedro. I also pa- loved huh? her at the Oscars. Oh, she was there. I did not know that. It's Sigourney Weaver, and I oh. can't remember the other woman. But there were three superhero women. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very anyway, cool. I don't want to talk about the Oscars. That's fine. Because uh, I didn't do research for the Oscars. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just wondered, you know, if there were any standout moments for you or anything. That's all. So you have, there's one. That's good. So, uh, but this is a story from uh, Gizmodo. 
And um, uh, Pedro Pascal, who stars in The Mandalorian and also was in Game of Thrones, is playing the um, the big bad in Wonder Woman 84, 1984, which is coming out this summer. Um, he says uh, his character is American Greed Incarnate. Hmm? So... And since, you know, I mean, you know, the 80s really was heavily like, you know, yuppies in the me generation kind of shit that was going on uh, as like a backlash to, you know, the uh, to the 60s, really. Um, And uh, but yeah, so so he's, you know, I I think that's kind of interesting. You know, Wonder Woman's going to fight an ugly American. An ugly, greedy American. That's kind of fun, right? Well, it's the eighties. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I thought that you know, because I knew that was the one movie I knew you did like Wonder Woman, so I thought I'd uh, throw that out there for you. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to to the next Wonder Woman. I. I'm I know you guys yeah. are all Marvel fans, so. Uh, no, I'm. Oh, I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm primarily. I love the Marvel movies. I just think Marvel's doing a better job at the movies. But comic book wise, I actually prefer DC Comics. And I love the one. I love the Wonder Woman film was fantastic. So that was, you know, it's like they they should just make put Patty Jenkins in charge of the entire DC EU, and uh, and just have it done right. So. Apparently, the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie is not doing so well right now, but uh, they're going so far as to actually change the name of it. So, uh, which is crazy. But anyway, that's that's better talked about on Mike Check Radio. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, what? And uh, but anyway, so let's get, let's get into some of the news because there's uh, there's some Roger Stone news. Because apparently the the Department of Justice has gotten involved. Department what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, the DOJ is. I, I, we, huh? Actually, we should. It's the Department of Justice, but more specifically, it's Attorney General Bill Barr. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really important distinction to make. Sure, sure. Um, no, no, no. You're, that's right. Um, but yeah, Bob Barr, I think, is it Bob or Bill. Now I'm confused. Um, I think oh, it's Bob Bill. Barr. I always it's I Bill. get confused. Bob Barr was that goofy congressman, wasn't he? Yes. <coughs> yes I apologize. From that's back okay. In the 90s. It is Bill Barr. No apology. Barr. Yeah. So uh, basically, they're getting involved to get charges uh, what uh, the sentence or what is it the the sentence uh, voided out for roger stone is that what they're trying to do they're trying to reduce the sentence because the uh, original doj the prosecuting attorneys in the case the prosecutors uh wanted seven to nine years which is the doj guideline for what he did yes and the department of justice namely william Barr, who was Trump's personal attorney, stepped in hours after a tweet by the Orange Monster last night that said it was unjust 
and a miscarriage of justice, and mm-hmm. it must be stopped. And uh, like a call in the night, Bill Barr woke from his coffin, jumped to the phone, and now four prosecutors assigned to the case all resigned this afternoon. All four prosecutors. All four. It's not just four. All four prosecutors that were assigned right. to the case resigned right. this four. afternoon. Mm-hmm. All four. That's mad. And I find that I find that stunning and amazing and, and incredibly brave, because uh, from what I understand, I think Jerry Nadler is going to call at least one or two of them to testify in front of his committee. It's an unprecedented intervention into a case. Now, ultimately, the judge has the final say on the sentence. Yes. Actually, I'm glad that you brought that up, Joe, because um, the Flynn case, you know, the former NSC director, Flynn, uh, also, I think it was reported today that, uh, so he, he... they they originally were going to give him probation and because he said i want to take back my guilty plea um they uh, the prosecutor said well we want to give him 6 months instead of probation and i i don't know what happened with all of that but judge uh jackson basically said i'm taking it all back and now you're all going to have to wait until sentencing, indefinitely. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was just taking which a drink. Is, which to me is a really big thing because, you know, the prosecutor said six months, and then other people said maybe nothing, and the judge literally said, "Guess what? Now you sit in jail, and you get to wait until I decide what your sentencing is." which kind of rises above what they were trying to do over there in the Stone case, where the AG said, we, we, don't, we don't think he should get seven to nine months. Uh, and and what's, what also is interesting about that is that the Attorney General didn't actually put out what they think their sentencing guidelines would be. All of the prosecutors just simply quit. Over there in the Flynn case... Flynn gets to sit in jail indefinitely because the judge is not going to rule on any of it, period, until further notice. Hello? This is scary shit. Yeah, I'm oh, here. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I, think, I was I just taking thing, it. I think the Flynn thing is actually kind of hopeful. Yeah, that 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 is. You're right. You're right. But um, just, just the simple fact that, I mean... It's like he's not even waiting to try and pardon people, you know? It's like, no, I'm going to, yes. you, you helped me, now I'm going to help you. And he's, you know, yes. and it's so, sh- it's so fucking criminal. I don't even know why he didn't just pardon him then. This is what gets me. You know, like, I mean, he's that's playing these games. That's a good question. He it wants, really he wants very the sentence reduced. You know, why didn't he just pardon him? I mean, he, he's so bold anymore. Because I mean, he's Trump, so... Trump is a fucking coward. He really is. Honest to God. He is a coward. The only to... one, the only person that he has pardoned in all of this shit 
was Scooter Libby and uh, William Moore. How about Sheriff Joe Arpaio? That that's that's who I meant. He I don't think he did. You're right. I don't. It was I think it was Sheriff Joe Arpaio. But he's he didn't he hasn't pardoned Manafort. He also pardoned uh, uh, that what's that right wing uh, provocateur? What the hell's his name? But I I think in the end it it's it, Trump is a coward, and he is actually honestly a puppet. He's a puppet, Bob Barr, Bill Barr. He's a puppet. Doc, actually, he's actually he's he's not so much as a puppet as he she is a willing participant. I mean, he's enthusiastic about doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, he's all in on it. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he's all in. I mean, he's enthusiastic about this. The fact that for these four prosecutors that re- that resigned, they're heroes to me, because this is something that a lot of people have just said. People need to retire on mass, and I know, for myself, I said it at dinner tonight. It's going to be scary to see who replaces them, but they're free to speak out at this point. Yeah, Denise de Souza, he pardoned. Hmm. Uh, well, nobody really cares about that, do they? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to negate that, but he wasn't. Uh, in, it, it, Dinesh D'Souza wasn't involved in in you know uh, defrauding the uh, you know. He, he well, Roger Stone interfered with the congressional investigation, witness tampering. Yeah, all of this stuff. I mean, to me, what's what's happening now is. People are really starting to stand up. Again, I have mentioned this. I have friends that work in the State Department. And they are not high-level workers. They are really terrified. Because they can't resign. They're just like people like you and me. People just like you and me. But they can't express their political opinions unless it's within, like, personal friendship circles. Sure. They can't resign because that's their livelihood. Yeah. The fact that these federal prosecutors resigned, they don't, federal prosecutors don't necessarily earn a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might, they might earn a lot of money compared to, say, Scranton or, or you know, Cleveland or, or Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. See what I did there? Callback. But, but it's not a lot of money. They resigned. Mm-hmm. And they've got a good chance they could probably go and work in, in the private sector. But at a certain point, it seems to me like they needed to stand up to the rule of law and for the United States of America. And I hope Americans pay attention to the fact that Roger Stone was found guilty, regardless of the fact that Donald Trump said it is not fair. Because when Donald Trump says it's not fair, he's literally saying that our justice system is not fair to his friends. Yeah. And that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Like what happened today was a big, big deal. Yep. 
I By know. the way, Hello? the judge in the case is Judge Amy Berman. Is that's right? She's also is she also in on the same case as the Flynn? No, that's uh, Judge Jackson. But Judge Amy okay. Berman was also the same judge on the Denise D'Souza uh, trial. Okay. Oh, okay. So maybe and Trump doesn't she's doesn't. A, she's a Clinton appointee. So as soon as so see what they're trying to do is to put her in a bind. If you see the play here, so they get in and they say no, no, we want to reduce sentence, knowing that full well that the ultimate, the ultimate sentence is by Judge Amy Berman, a Clinton employee or, or appointee who, who by the way, is now they think put in a box because she's damned if she does or damned if she doesn't. If she goes according to sentencing guidelines, Department of Justice sentencing guidelines, then she gives them seven to nine years. Right. If she goes less, then she's going to be accused of, you know, kowtowing to the, the president, which I don't see her doing. I don't see, see her Here's doing. the thing. From everything that I've understood this afternoon and read, she does not have to listen to de- Department no, of Justice no. guidelines, regardless of what Bill Barr the says. Ulti- the ultimate decision is the judges in every case. All the, all the prosecutors can do is make recommendations. All the Department of Justice could do is make a recommendation. Ultimately, it's hers. But what I'm saying is they're trying to game the ref here. See what I mean? Yeah, it's the... it's they're. The Trump administration is literally trying to take over our judiciary. I I do believe, I know that's a step ahead of them, you know, taking over the Justice Department. But this this really is kind of a, like a... They're trying to turn, the entire administration is trying to turn into all the Trump cultists, all the senators, all the Congress people who, uh, you know, are still supporting Trump, basically have given him a green light to turn our entire country into a criminal fucking playground for him and his family. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's it. And and, and this and is this, the, this the is... part, this is just another thing to chisel away at to, to weaken our uh, structure of government and our institutions. And, you know, uh, it, it's it's... It's how criminals act. I mean, they don't rob all the banks at once. You know, they they well, pick their targets. Looks like they kind of trying to. Well, I mean, there's still there's still some institutions that they haven't completely soiled upon. So, but this is this is one of those things, and I did say it on Twitter, and I have not been a big advocate publicly say this even though in my heart I feel like right from the start get rid of bar get rid of bar but after tonight I think now is the time to start impeachment an impeachment inquiry about bar because it's really blatant what he's doing now it's incredibly blatant yeah well like before you know before tonight we kind of saw what he was doing like we knew he was the guy who made Ollie North go away or got Ollie Oliver North off the hook, and you know all that other. We we knew we knew what he was capable of. 
after tonight, to me, this is brazen. Because the other the other thing that we haven't talked about is that he opened up an entire channel for Rudy Giuliani to just feed him stuff yeah. that's coming from Ukraine. Yeah, like, some, this, some restaurant napkins week, with notes. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's ridiculous because... You know, Barr was like, oh, well, we have to be really careful about what we get from Ukraine. But Rudy Giuliani is going to give it to us, and we'll be really, really careful about it. Mm. This this is incredible. He yeah. needs to have an impeachment inquiry opened on him. I and I am fairly sure that every one of those federal prosecutors that resigned today, along with many other people who didn't get a chance to speak up, during the first impeachment inquiry, will be more than willing to come forward and to say what is going on. Yeah. Well, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go to the break. It's bad. Uh, So, all right, we're going to go to the break, and we will, uh, you might possibly want to reboot during the break, Rain, because you still are Skypey here and there. It's still terrible. It's Skypey. It's, you're cutting in and out here and there, so I I don't don't know. I'm I'm going to reboot my home machine. Okay, that's yeah, they, yeah, and don't forget to turn off your Bluetooth. So it's off. All right, but, but there you go. All right, we're gonna go to the break. We'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I've fallen. And I can't get up! Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yes! Who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, welcome back to the program, Mr. Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Uh, just a question for you, Ken. Yeah. Did you cash Andrew Yang's check yet? I did not. Did I get uh, okay. a check from Andrew Yang? Well, you know, the thousand bucks we're all supposed to get. Oh, okay. A month? I just hope you didn't spend it because he just suspended his campaign. Oh, hmm, what are you going to do? I just saw somebody in my neighborhood has an Andrew Yang uh, yard sign out uh, on their front lawn. (laughs) 
Um, uh, the Yang Yang's gone home. I saw somebody with a Bloomberg bumper sticker on their car where Susan was taking me to work today. And I was like, I got to see what this person looks like. And they look like a full-blown Trump cultist. So that's interesting. Um, uh, they look like this just white redneck angry dude. Uh, Bloomberg. I like that. Stop and frisk. Uh, and anyway, is Rain, are you back with us? No, it doesn't look like she's back on the line. So let me see if I can uh, get her added back into the call and see if her reboot was a smashing success, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, see if we can get her back on the program. But, yeah, so, uh, oh, you, we got a big cool down coming here, Joe. You, it's going to dip down into, like, the teens on Friday, our, way, our neck of the woods. But the same for you. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I didn't check the weather today. I'm going to check it right now. I don't know. Do we have a cool down coming? A cold snap. Right now, it's kind of mild. It is. It's uh, mild here. Yeah, there she really. is. I think we're looking at, uh, oh, hi, Rain. A brief on news. Friday. Oh, I'll let Joe, let, just let Joe finish uh, what he's talking about real quick. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Oh, on Friday we're supposed to go down to the to the like ten, but then it's supposed to rebound over the weekend back into the forties. Haven't had a bad winter so far, so yeah, that's the weather report from Scranton. Well, there you go. And rain from Four Freedoms Log, Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. Uh, what's the breaking news? Andrew Yang um, has dropped out of the race. Oh my God! I, I hadn't heard. <laughs> Sorry, Rain. Joe said Joe Joe broke the news before you got back on. Okay, <laughs> so, I was online. I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's. It, I was just trying to pull your leg. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. We uh, we played the wah, wah, wacky thing for him. And uh, we'll ask her the same question you asked me, Joe. Oh, oh you didn't cash his check yet, did you? <laughs> Anybody who spent <laughs> Andrew Yank's checks out in the in the chat or listening to the podcast, don't. <laughs> don't. Where do you think his uh, his support is going to go? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> I saw the crowd around him this morning. It's not big. Um, I mean, there's not hmm. there's not a lot there. I've got a. Okay. I got a story from Ohio that that uh, broke yesterday. An Ohio man story. Oh, tell us. Uh, uh, Ohio man, this is from uh, uh, WKFR, one hundred three point three. Today's best music. <laughs> <laughs> I I doubt that. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it says Ohio man gets warning for driving while eating pancakes. What? Oh, <laughs> this is by Dana Marshall. It says the munchies put this Ohio man in a sticky situation. I'm not just talking about the syrup. Last Sunday at 1:15 p.m., the Berea police—that Berea is right down the road from us—Berea police uh, pulled over a 41-year-old Parma Heights man, according to Cleveland.com. Police had stopped the man's uh, Chevrolet Malibu on Eastland near Sheldon Road after seeing the vehicle weave twice on Lou Groza Boulevard. Uh, 
The suspect had a reasonable excuse for swerving all over the road. He was eating a pancake while driving. <laughs> Case closed? The police smelled pot in the, <laughs> the man's Chevy Malibu. Like you yeah, do. the munchies. Sure, it's a Chevy Malibu. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the man said he smoked the day before. However, a quick search told a different story, according to Cleveland.com. Police found a baggie of marijuana in the man's jacket. He acted surprised and said he had forgotten it was there. Oh, I forgot I had this. Oh, my goodness. Inside the car, the police found two marijuana cigars, one inside a, folded, lo- one inside a folded lottery ticket. Well, that's a winner. And another wrapped in foil. Police confiscated the marijuana. Pot gets gives you more than munchies. It wreaks havoc on your memory, apparently. The man was given a warning for eating pancakes while driving. You know, he would have been better off if he baked the weed into the pancakes. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Well, and they would have never taken, figured it out. That would have taken some planning. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. seem this doesn't seem like a plan kind of guy. No. No, but maybe yeah. next time. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, yes, I do like looking up the occasional Ohio man, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the Ohio man stories. I got <laughs> local news. Uh, I, th- this is a good one. Uh, Ohio man calls police 25 times for help finding his hoodie is charged with a felony. <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to read anything more of that. Um, so, uh. But yeah, um, oh no, I'm not going to even read that one. Oh, you scumbag, pedophile. Um, but yeah, um, oh god, that's terrible too. A man in what? Anna, Anna, Ohio. I've never heard of that. Anna man dies. Anna man. Anna man dies following chainsaw accident. Oh my god, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, that's not funny. Um, oh God, here's, here's another one for you. 10 hours ago, beer drinker cracks one open while watching porn on library computer. Ohio cops say, (laughs) cracks one open. That's good. Yeah. A a guy just drinking beer in the library, watching porn. You sure that wasn't Jim Jordan? It could have been. Could have been. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, but that's what the library is for, right? That's just a place where you take yeah. your own beer and then go watch porn on the computers. It makes sense. That's, yeah. that's what I always thought. Because Jim Morton <sighs> is not allowed to go to Ohio U- University. Oh, okay. About that. Interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway. Uh, hey, but yeah. All I know is my girl Amy. She's mm-hmm. kicking ass in New Hampshire tonight. Just want to I, I actually had a feeling that yes, I, I, I said to Bob this afternoon. I think she's going to have a good night. I think people are going to be really surprised about. It. She's kicking ass tonight. Good, it's good. Too early to call. Too close to call. And they're seventeen percent in. And Globacar is only two points behind Buttigieg in third place, mm-hmm. and only seven points behind big old Bernie Sanders. Who's supposed to be running away with all this? So, um, hey, Amy, she was my first pick, as you know, way back when. Yes. And yes. 
I don't know. They left her for dead, but she's not so dead. Well, so I, I never left her for dead, but I think it's. Thank, thank you. I think tonight is going to be really. I mean, it's. You know, if we can talk about the polls for a minute, the polls even before Iowa and all of this, they've just been up and down, and nothing has been consistent. We've been we've been told up until the past three or four weeks that you know uh, that uh, Biden was the front runner, but when it comes to state polls, I'm not sure that we can rely on any of it, and that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm really happy to see Klobuchar up there because I think I've made it clear I'm not I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan. I I made that clear four years ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it, it's. I think this is all really fluid, and I really believe that um, we're really not going to know what's going to happen until Super Tuesday. Yeah. I, I I really believe that. Yep. Probably. I think something like uh, fourteen hundred delegates. Of the 19th odd needed will be done on Super Tuesday. So anybody has a good, good uh, day on, on March 3rd uh, could be on their way. But uh, right I mean, now. Honestly, my idea that Warren isn't doing as good as she could have. Warren and Biden and, are, side, and, are tied at 9%, but uh, um, Klobuchar 21%, Buttigieg 23%, Sanders only 28%. It don't look too good for Sanders. Sorry. What makes me really sad is, and I haven't come out and endorsed him. I don't dislike him. He was not my favorite. But you know what? The most important thing is to get fucking Trump out of office. Absolutely. What pisses me off to see um, the drop in Biden's numbers I've said this before, I'm going to say it again on tonight, I'm going to say it again in the future, that the Republican Party, the, 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 the Republican Senate, and now the goddamn Attorney General's office is doing what Trump asked Ukraine to do and wouldn't. They're investigating Hunter Biden and then, and therefore Joe Biden. They're doing the work that a foreign country would not do. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really sad. He he wasn't my first choice, but I really do believe that that I think there's a reason why Biden's numbers have dropped. I think it's because of this whole... When I say the impeachment, it's not because, you know, the Dems impeached him. It's because the Senate refused to. The Republicans did the work that Trump wanted Ukraine to do. And that's why you're seeing his numbers dropping. And that makes me sad because that makes this race just rigged. It's, it's not, it's, it, I, yeah, I want to say rigged, but I don't want to say rigged in a bad way like the way I hear from some other candidates. The GOP has gotten what they wanted 
from all of this regarding Biden. And that is really disheartening. I hope, I know it's kind of nuanced what I'm trying to say, and I really hope that people understand what I'm saying. It, it's not, he was kneecapped because of the Republicans. Yeah, the Republicans rigged the process. I don't think it's 100% that, though. I, I really don't. Because I don't think... It's not 100 No, it's not 100% yeah. that. It's not 100%, but he dropped, he dropped really quickly after impeachment, Joe. But he this also is like a math thing. It's a math made, thing. He also made a lot of mistakes. And he hasn't looked good. I mean, he really hasn't looked good on the stump. He, he it, it's just a fact. I mean, he, he just doesn't look like a, a an energetic, good candidate. That's yeah, I, I won't disagree. I won't disagree with you. I mean, I, I, he had some really good moments for a while there, but that was those were short and fleeting. He had a great opening uh, video and everything, but really, he did nothing to help his campaign. Um, he did nothing to, uh, you know, excite voters. He's, look, just like I piss off a lot of people, Joe, just Joe, like Bernie Sanders, you, he's too old. Okay, and he looks it. That is a good conversation to have, but the point that I'm trying to say is the GOP kind of brought all of that to the front. It hurt him. The GOP hurt him. I, I don't and know. They did. They did the. Uh, hold on. Attorney General Barr is now saying that Rudy Giuliani can bring information about Hunter Biden directly mm-hmm. into the Department of Justice. That's what Trump wanted. But I don't think it's affecting voters in a Democratic primary. If anything, it would drive them to him. For the way they hate Trump, oh, if they if they felt I that, I think you have a lot more faith in Democratic voters than I do, especially yeah. the ones who aren't, who, especially the ones who aren't uh, paying attention to it the way you and I pay attention to it. The ones who are kind of they just sort of watch it on the daily news. Um, I I do I think it hurt him. I could only go by. And I'm not I, saying that would. I'm not saying that would how Biden has has campaigned has helped him but I'm telling you I really do believe that the GOP and this whole Hunter Biden thing really hurt him I believe that I really, I don't see, I I just think that Biden was not a good candidate Um, I think, you know, he was the best known at the beginning but I think when he was put into a bunch of of quality people, and there are a bunch of quality people. Um, he doesn't look good. He just doesn't look good. He doesn't look like the kind of guy that that could stand up to Trump in 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 an election. And I, I'm sorry, I, I I lost faith in him, and I was hoping that he he could pull it through. And he's your guy from Scranton. Uh, yeah, but but he, he looked terrible. He looks old. He sounds old. He sounds like he's not. Not with it half the time. Well, you're just a lion uh, dog face pony soldier, Joe. So what do you know? All, that's all I am. But I, I just I, being honest, because those are because those are words. I know that you are. And the Republicans could kick him in the nuts. 
they're going to kick anybody in the nuts that are that are going to run against Trump. But I, 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 I just think, think it was in up New against Hampshire, some independence. He he was running. He was running ahead of the. He was polling way ahead. And you know, it, on the other hand, here, Rain, it's not over. You know, I mean, I mean, we had two non-representative states, and all of a sudden, I think a lot of this is press-driven, that that it's all over for certain candidates. Well, that's not necessarily true either. I mean, I don't count Biden out. I'm just thinking that right now, he's not the best candidate to carry this through. So, you know, I don't think Sanders is either. Don't get me wrong. And I will support whoever it is, but uh, I still, I still, I think he was his own worst enemy. In fact, I I think what happened with him, I think the GOP really did help for him. The GOP hurt him. I'm not. I I I agree with I agree with Rain. Really believe this, Joe. I agree with Rain. I I I I really think that you know they think Rain's 100 percent correct. Is that the GOP did the work for Trump that, you know, he want. you know, I mean, it, it, it's just the announcement of an investigation. Just make the announcement of an investigation. And by the way, now we've got Lindsey Graham, Rand Paul, all these fucking assholes saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we should investigate Hunter Biden. We should investigate him. We should investigate him. And, and you know. And what's interesting about that, Kenny and Joe, I was listening to both CNN and MSNBC today. And New Hampshire voters were literally afraid. Time and time again, I heard so many of the voters were afraid to pick one person to vote for. I do believe that a lot of that has to do with the destabilization that the GOP brought into. And I I was, I want to make this really clear. Biden was never my first choice. Same here. Never, I did not even. I did not want him to get in the race because I like him a lot. I didn't want him to get in the race, but the fact that so many people were afraid to pick somebody, on top of the fact that what what the GOP did and what Trump did, what Trump and his White House did, and then the GOP did this by saying, "Oh well, you know, the Ukraine doesn't have to investigate him, but you know, we're going to investigate him." I I do think that hurt him, and I think that's rat fucking. Yeah. In in the worst way. I he he yeah. wasn't a, he wasn't the best candidate. But I all. don't think I don't uh, it, it definitely I I think there uh, Biden did make a lot of missteps and continues to do so. I don't but, disagree with that. But uh, it, you know, I, I I think this is a culmination. It's it's like death by a million paper cuts. You know, and well, and and the, in in the what the Republicans in you know Congress and uh, the Senate have done is they've given him one big nasty cardboard gash across the throat. You know. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I don't think any of Biden's gaffes or the bloody eye or calling somebody a dog, lion, dog face, pony soldier, whatever, because that's he something was, he people was say. way ahead. He was way yeah. ahead in the polls two yeah. months ago with all of his gaffes and all of his gaffes. They were killing me. There was the, you know, the kissing on the neck. There was a whole bunch of things that just was like, oh, it was icky. 
He was really, really way ahead. Two, three months ago, he was considered the guy who could walk away with this all. And I'm with Joe. I Kamala Harris was my first pick. Same here. Klobuchar was my second. Warren was kind of a squishy second, maybe third. And yeah, there's a theme here. Women. But it it was kind of assumed that it was going to be Sanders until all of this crap came down. If and it, it, there's no direct there's no direct line to it, but if you were to if you were to take I, I, I don't know if there's any polls out there if you were to take like when that perfect phone call came out, and when we found out that they didn't necess- they didn't want an investigation they wanted an an announcement of an investigation, yeah. and and it, I do think it really did hurt. Biden, I really do, Joe, and I'm not arguing with you I, at all I, I, about I, I that he made gaffes. I, I know you're not arguing with me. I'm just telling you, I never blame outside forces on what happens to a candidate when they run a bad campaign. And he ran a bad campaign, and, and the reason he's not leading other. in the polls anymore, and the only reason he was leading in the polls was name recognition. Joe Biden was the only one. When you're talking about who the hell knew Poop, you, they didn't even know how to say Pete Buttigieg. You didn't even yeah. know how to pronounce his name a year ago. I never heard of the guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nobody knew these people. Nobody knew really Amy, Amy Klobuchar that well. Yeah, she was in the spotlight a little bit, but she was sort of a laid back senator. Nobody knew Pete Buttigieg. Okay, everybody wrote off Bernie Sanders because he was too old. They never thought he'd run again. Okay, so Joe Biden comes out. I'm going to run last April. Bang, out of the box. Of course he's leading. But he was bound to go down. And I think that whatever the Republicans did in this thing had minimal effect on him. I think that what killed Joe Biden was that everyone else became better known. And as you began to know Pete Buttigieg, as you begin to know Elizabeth Warren, as you begin to know Amy Klobuchar, Joe Biden gets squeezed out of the out of the lane. Okay, because now as they got to know these candidates, and it happened to coincide with what was going on with the impeachment trial. Yeah, but let's not discount the fact that once they got to know these other candidates, Biden's only strength, which was name recognition, went by the wayside. He had no real yeah, program. You, he you had do nothing good, to go on. You do raise a good point, but I think we're kind of splitting. We're, yeah. Everything I, is looking backward. Everything is looking backward yeah. to a time when he used to work with Republicans and he used to get things done and he was friends with, yeah. with uh, Lindsey Graham and they could all work together, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's 20 years ago. And Buttigieg and Klobuchar. And some of these other candidates, Kamala Harris, when she was in, were talking forward. Biden yeah. was always talking backwards. And let's not let's not blame other people for his own undoing. Biden wasn't a good candidate, and he ran a lousy campaign. Well, uh, and and the only advantage he had disappeared after everybody found out there were other quality candidates right. out there. Well, we gotta we gotta go to the break. I think we're kind of splitting hairs on this. Uh, I think a lot of this is is our individual opinions, and sure. you know, um, and that's it's good we have differing opinions on it. But uh, I, I, you know, I understand 
you don't want to blame everything on external forces or or anything. I don't know, you know how much, but you know, I I, I truly believe that that influenced the American psyche. What was going on? And and yes, plenty of fuck ups. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't. So, uh, but let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do some name calling, and I have no idea what we're doing for the rest of the show. So we'll we'll figure it out. Hopefully, we'll find some some less uh, political stuff to talk about, but I, I don't know. I, well, I don't for care. Amy Klobuchar to win the New Hampshire. I do. Yeah. I hope you don't mind, but I kind of like talking politics on this show. No, that's yeah. fine. I, I just, uh, you know, uh, I just, and, and I'm out of the loop. Really I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just out of the loop. So, you know, that's it. Anyway, uh, we're going to go to the break. Uh, we'll come back and uh, with more Turn up the night. Turn up the night. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. It's Tuesday, February 11, 2020. All bushfires across the state should be out by the end of the week. Good news and bad news in Australia as destructive storms extinguish catastrophic wildfires. This new study tells us that climate change is having a dramatic effect on bumblebee populations. Sharp decline in bumblebees explained, plus... Everybody wants to get into our market. And that's how we convince them that they've got to be right on climate, too. Climate change through the lens of trade at the New Hampshire Democratic debate. All of those stories and more in sharp focus straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Let's not get down too much. There is good news. Antarctica is 65 degrees right now, which means we're all going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> See? Cheer up. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, seriously, it was 65 degrees in Antarctica. That was warmer than it was on the same day out here in Beverly Hills, apparently. Yeah, so if you want to escape the winter blues, go ahead and head on over to Antarctica. (laughs) Scientists there recorded a balmy 65 degrees, a new record high. And days later, NASA announced that yet another massive iceberg has broken off of the Pine Island Glacier in Mm. West Antarctica. It's the latest in a series of increasingly frequent calving events in the rapidly warming polar region. Calving, of course is when the iceberg breaks off. Yes. Okay. Good news and bad news in Australia. The good news is that torrential rains have doused most of the catastrophic bushfires rampaging across the east coast of Australia over the last several months. The bad news is that the storms brought the heaviest downpours in 30 years in some areas, triggering flash floods that destroyed roads, bridges, and power lines. So the worst natural disaster Australia has ever experienced was replaced with a more run of the mill natural disaster. Wow. It's just uh, one thing after another for uh, poor Australia. It's like the epicenter of our climate crisis down there. And Australia's insurance industry estimates that these new storms have caused nearly $50 million in damages, and that's on top of more than $2 billion in fire losses. They cannot win for losing or lose for winning down under. In the northern hemisphere, bumblebees are disappearing because of climate change. A disturbing new study 
study has found that the number of regions in North America and Europe populated by bumblebees has dropped by nearly 50 percent since 1900. The researchers say the slow-moving bumblebees can't tolerate these more frequent, intense heat waves that we're seeing with global warming, and they are not moving into cooler habitats fast enough. The scientists say it's another way that climate change is putting ecosystems at risk because bumblebees, like honeybees, are crucial pollinators. But they do say that everyday people can help by putting more native flowering plants into their gardens. Meanwhile, action on climate change was barely covered in the final 2020 Democratic debate before the New Hampshire primary. Yeah, after it came up a whole bunch in the previous debate, almost nothing about it in the more recent one. Yeah, and this time it was mostly because the seven candidates found ways to insert it into their answers. Here's Vermont Independent Senator Bernie Sanders on military spending. But maybe, just maybe, given the crisis of climate change, the world can understand that instead of spending $1.8 trillion a year collectively on weapons of destruction designed to kill each other, maybe we pool our resources and fight our common enemy, which is climate change. Now we'll just keep putting $1.8 trillion per year into killing each other. The ABC News moderators asked only one climate-related-ish question (laughs) tied to President Trump's USMCA trade agreement with Canada and Mexico. Senator Sanders and billionaire Tom Steyer rejected the agreement because it doesn't mention climate change. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar both defended their votes in favor of the pact because of modest but immediate gains for workers. They said that future trade agreements can provide significant leverage. Here's Warren. Everyone wants to get to the American market. We should be raising standards on climate around the world to get access to our market. And here is Klobuchar. When it comes to climate change, I think we have to have a North American trading block. Uh, We have to have uh, Mexico and Canada and America working together. And in fact, the European Union has proposed a carbon border tax, new tariffs on imported foreign goods from countries that don't take action to cut emissions from their manufacturing, like the United States. I cannot wait until we do not have President Crazy Pants in the White House any longer, and we can actually debate these ideas and think about which ones make the most sense, which ones can be passed, which ones can't. Oh, that day can't come soon enough. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. There's a little bit of a political question, but obviously a big part of the show is the MAGA hat. The first show, yeah. Right. 
Um, there are people that wear the MAGA hat and like what the MAGA hat represents. Are yeah. you afraid about alienating them? They could be fans of the show. Alienate yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> go, go and alienate. You have my blessing. No, I could give a fuck. <laughs> There we go. Good old Larry David. All right. Welcome back to uh, the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Uh, and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Welcome back. I'm, I'm back. And yeah. Michael Bennett has dropped out of the race. Oh, uh, who? Yeah. <laughs> who? I literally did not Still. know who that was. And um, I'm also seeing on Twitter that uh, 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 Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren will not meet the threshold to get any delegates in New Hampshire. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Um, I thought we'd play a little fast and loose tonight for name calling. Uh, and okay. I thought we would issue uh, some of the most dangerous toys ever created to uh, our listeners. Mm. I got a big list like, here. Uh, do you? Like lawn oh, darts, well. lawn darts, jarts, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if that sounds good to you. I, I got some doozies here for everybody. Sounds great to me. So, uh, but all right, let's find out uh, who uh, who gets what. In uh, Christmas, uh, dangerous Christmas in February. <laughs> That's what we're calling this. Uh, so, all right. Uh, I'll find my jingles if I can. There we go. Here we are. Go out to Scranton with me. They place. Where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, we're gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your lives. Matter, kid, don't you like clowns? Mm, oh, no. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There we go. Biscuits. There we go. I'm Dan- having uh, blueberries and cream right now. So. Oh, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go get in the car and drive around eating a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to bake your weed into it before you leave. Sure. Yeah. Play it safe, anyway. kids. Except not with these toys. Don't play safe with these toys because they're dangerous. Everybody, get- everybody gets a toy. Everybody gets a toy. Yeah, a dangerous toy in the uh, in the chat. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Adam Hebert. Uh, he gets the CSI fingerprint examination kit and CSI investigation forensics lab kit. Uh, and these toys were released in 2007. They were unfortunately contained a form of asbestos as part of the fingerprint kit. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, Look, just don't breathe it in, Adam. Just don't create any dust. You'll be all right. Yeah, don't don't bang your fingers onto the prints. Yeah. Um, okay, Francie fifty seven. Well, I'll tell Francie. you what. Little before her time, but we're gonna give Francie an oldie but a goodie. 
Um, the Gilbert U238 Atomic Energy Lab. <laughs> Uh, it was released in 1950 the sa uh, uh, by the same man who invented the erector sets uh, and some other toys on this list, apparently. Uh, <laughs> atomic energy was all the rage in the 1950s. Uh, it, but yeah, it, it included actual live uranium ore. So, yeah. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, it was called the U-238 Atomic Energy Lab. Great. So, <laughs> oh, I, I just just real quick. This list is from uh, List 25 by E. Weaver. 25 most dangerous kids' toys ever made. Okay. Let's give one to Heather. Heather, lucky you, the Snack Time Cabbage Patch doll. This doll would eat your hair and fingers, literally. By m The munching toy had mechanical jaws that chewed and uh, a one-way roller that was activated not by a switch, but by sticking one of the plastic snacks in its mouth. The doll could not differentiate between the snacks and toddler's fingers, so you can imagine how that went. Could you oh imagine God. if that doll had sex with Teddy Ruxpin? Aye. <laughs> I can't believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. Wow. Okay. Next is Jay Colley. Well, Jay Colley. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let me see. The original Creepy Crawler's oven. We'll give you that. This oven, which you melted plastic and baked your own bug-shaped toys and metal molds, Got even hotter than the Easy Bake Oven 350 uh, ovens 350 degrees. Not only did it uh, until uh, not only did the unit get hot, but it made hot melted plastic, which was also toxic. But it was the 60s, so maybe that was just a bonus feature. If we only could have mixed some of that uranium and asbestos into that, that would have been a great toy. I know. All right, next. Next, it's Cat. Cat? Oh, we'll give Cat some Aqua Dots. Uh, oh, my God. Aqua so Dots. glad that's on the list. Aqua Dots are, were a really cool concept. Little beads that you could arrange in, in whatever shape and then stick together permanently with just water. They were also obviously not a toy for 18-month-old children and had warnings on the package to indicate such. However, in 2007, some parents let their 18-month-old son play with them. He ate them, which is the real problem, <laughs> was where, where the real problem comes in. The glue contained a substance that, when eaten, turned into GHB, also known as the date rape drug. Yes. <laughs> the little boy fell into a coma, yes. and when he woke up, had brain damage. Well, obviously, parents could, uh, should always supervise and follow age recommendations on toys. A toy should never contain a substance like that, ever. So... Oh, God. All right. <clears throat> Give yourself a toy. You're next. Uh, let me see. Um, Something you would have wanted when you were a kid, even though it wasn't uh, good for you. How about the Austin Magic Pistol? <laughs> oh, God. That were real bullets. This toy pistol fired ping pong balls at your friends. Seem seems harmless, right? Well, if they were... If... <laughs> If they, 
if fired, uh, it, well, if fired them with something, if you fired them, uh, sorry, it's poorly written sense. If you fired them with something called magic crystals, a terrible name on its own, which were actually made from calcium carbide, in a case middle, uh, in case middle school chemistry was go was a really long time ago, calcium carbide and water make a highly flammable gas that resulted in a small explosion that would fire said ping pong balls over 70 feet. Just imagine how that went. Also imagine how cool it looked to shoot fiery ping pong balls. There you go. <laughs> at point blank range, that would have been yeah. a killer. <clears throat> wow. Uh, Ken Sr. Oh, Ken Sr. Um... <laughs> Let me see. Oh, the Bird of Paradise slingshot. <laughs> not only not only was the Bird of Paradise slingshot one of the first toys to be recommended for banishment by the Consumer Product Safety Commission, it was the first one that was redone due to injury risk, not due to the dangerous substances. It was literally a slingshot with some razor-sharp missiles included. Oh, my God. Whoa. Okay. Wow. 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 That's for your father. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm next. Uh, so, what do I get? <laughs> uh, how about the Sky Rangers radio controlled airplane? Oh, great! This toy Does airplane. <laughs> this toy airplane blew up, as in literally. <laughs> in 2007, the company made uh, that made them had over 50 reports of them just spontaneously combusting and injuring children while in use. So they recalled them. Oh my god. Okay, uh, Michelle in South Florida. Uh, we'll give uh, Magnetics with an X. Uh, magnetics is a toy set that lets you build things out of little magnetic balls and small plastic pieces with magnets on the end. The magnets held the pieces together. Sounds awesome, right? Some children who were not of the appropriate age to play with the toys choked or required surgery to remove the magnets that attracted to each other once inside the child. Kids. So now none of us can have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruined it on, on us all. The same fate met Bucky Balls. Bucky Balls. Don't try to swallow things and don't let babies play with toys that they could possibly swallow. Please. <laughs> okay, next on the list is Moon Mare. Moon Mare. Let's see what we got. We're, we're getting to the top of our list here. Um... All right. Well, let's go with uh, oh, the classic slip and slide. The original slip and slide was was uh, made for children, not adults. Children that did not, however, stop adults and teenagers from using them because they were awesome. <laughs> so, in 1993, after eight adult-sized people had become paralyzed or had severe injury due to the abrupt stop at the end of the slip and slide. The Consumer Product Safety Commission issued a warning because, duh. <laughs> duh. <laughs> there you go, duh. President. President. Uh, we'll get President. Um, let me see. Um, the Belt Buckle Derringer by Mattel. This toy was released in 1959. These were different times. Time is when it was okay to fire a tiny plastic bullet encased in brass <laughs> <laughs> that would go up to 15 feet in any random direction. 
that you loaded with small exploding caps to make uh, the bang noise from your crotch. Many eyeballs what? were Yeah, it was a belt buckle uh, derringer. Uh, yeah, and, and many eyeballs were harmed. If you think this is the greatest idea ever, though, you can still get them on eBay for around fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, Rain. Oh, I'm mm. sorry. President. 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 Oh, uh, super blast balls. Super blast balls were just two balls you could smash together in your hands that created a loud noise and sparks. Basically, you were setting off caps, the small explosives that make the guns go bang, uh, in your hands. Who wouldn't want to give them to small children? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh All right. Uh, next is Rain. Rain. Rain gets a toy. Oh, you know, Rain, I, I saw one earlier on the list since you're, since you're an artist. Thought uh, I, I thought you would especially like this one, so let me let me just get back to that one real quick. Uh, the Gilbert glass blowing set <laughs> for toddlers. Uh, no, uh, this set this was another set uh, brought to us by the 1950s, and it was exactly what it sounded like—a glass blowing set for children. For reference, aside from the dangers of glass when it's cool and solid, <laughs> in order for glass to become more become malleable, it has to be about a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Most of us know several adults who shouldn't even uh, have a toy like that. Uh, just pay your twenty bucks, go to the local Ren Fair, and watch uh, the glass blowing guy from a safe distance. There you go. My, oh, is that real? Yeah. Wow. It was the Gilbert glass blowing set, the same people who gave you the fucking uranium and the the atomic set. <laughs> well, well, I okay. suspect that they moved down to Shrinky Dinks. Yeah. Sandy and Derwood. Sandy and Derwood. Oh, we're going to give her Sky Dancers. Um, for those not in the know, Sky Dancers were little fairy dolls with wing arms. You'd sit your Sky Dancer in the base, pull the string, and her arms slash wings flare out and she twirls through the sky a hard piece of plastic with no control whatsoever <laughs> over where she go uh, or no control over where she goes there were injuries scratched corneas temporary blindness mild concussions facial lacerations and more but they were really fun and also they were recalled oh <laughs> all right okay uh, next is Tim Caramel. Tim Caramel. Perfect, perfect product for Tim Caramel here. Moon shoes. These shoes were really cool and also really dangerous. Pretty much anyone who's ever met a child or um, walked anywhere uh, would look at these and say, gee, someone might break an ankle. Fortunately, the manufacturers didn't, unfortunately, the manufacturers didn't realize until multiple reports came in from injured children. Uh, moon shoes, basically, it's like they're these big plastic shoes with little built-in trampolines on each one that strap onto your feet that stand about, I don't know, eight inches off the ground. Yeah. Real nice. All right. Who's up? Joe? Joe? Did I, is everybody gone? Trojan Rabbit. How about Trojan, oh, okay. Trojan Rabbit's next? All right. 
How about this one? I got one for him. Okay. Rollerblade Barbie. Rollerblade Barbie. Oh yeah, I did. I glossed over Rollerblade Barbie, but that's that's oh, pretty nice. Oh, don't go over it because she has a cigarette lighter device under skates that will legitimately shoot out sparks when <laughs> rolled on a flat surface. <laughs> Blades over anything flammable and poof. <laughs> wow, wow, that's something I don't, else. You can't go over those. <laughs> no, so we we got ever. Uh, well, did we get everybody? Is no. that no. no? There's one more. Will from Chicago. Will from Chicago. We're going to give you the Toys R Us 1988 writing set. In 1988, Toys R Us had to recall a writing set made for children. It was shaped like a happy yellow submarine and contained drawers for various writing and craft supplies, as well as a small razor blade. Nope, we're not making that up. A razor blade. <laughs> yeah, it came with a, an actual laser, or laser, razor blade in it. So, have fun, kids. I didn't give anybody uh, javelin darts, though. You didn't give toy crossbow out either. No. <laughs> we might be looking I at different believe, lists. I can't believe you didn't give anybody clackers. Yeah, they, they, they weren't on the list that I found. They, they weren't penicillin for that. They weren't on my list here. So. Do you all remember the clacker? Like I said, I got penicillin and it cured it. No, I'm serious. It was it was literally a toy. It was like plastic, and there were two balls. No, I never. On the end of it, no, it I was never. Two balls connected by plastic, and I you would just like know. take your yeah. wrist up and down and clack the balls, clack mm -hmm. the balls, right. and then the balls would break into shards. Or, or they would hit your wrists, and so you'd go into school the next day, and your wrists would be bruised. Did someone Come on, hurt you? I can't you? be the only one who remembers clackers. Oh, I, I remember them. I just never had. I, I never had a set. I think maybe my sister had something, and I was like, "Ugh, girl toy." So, so I liked action yeah. figures and stuff. Oh man! I didn't play no, with stuff like clackers. that. Me and my friends did the clackers, and so we would also be like, I'm going to clack faster than you, and we roll clack really fast with the wrists. Yeah. And now that I think about it, well, that was probably practice for what we were going to do with boys oh. in our hands later on in life. There was, uh, oh my God, have, have you guys ever, ouch, <laughs> oh man, I wonder if I have it. I wonder if I have this. Uh, no. The, you know, uh, the, the company that I'm obsessed with, Mego, the Mego Corporation, the toy company that makes the action figures I like, they also did a lot of other toys that I, I don't talk about. They did, like, electronic games, and, like, does anybody remember Fabulous Fred? It was kind of like, it was kind of like, it was kind of like Simon, but it had more games on it. Big multicolored buttons. They did, um, I'm trying to remember... Uh, they, I know there was something big and popular they did outside of all the... Well, they did the Sonny and Cher dolls, if you remember those, Rain. Um, but they, they they mostly did action figures. Was but, that the same company back then? Really? Yeah, they're back now. I mean, there's you know obviously one original founding member of the Mego Corporation, uh, Marty, Marty Abrams, the son of the founder. Um, oh, but okay. yeah, it's the same company. And... Uh, and yeah, and you know they still have uh, rights to their molds and stuff like that, you know. But um, but they had a game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna risk this. Um, 
because this is the most inappropriate 70s game, a family game. And I'm going to play you this. There's a really low-res commercial out there on uh, on the internet. I'm trying to open a browser, but it doesn't seem to want me to. But I, I'm going to play you the commercial for this without telling you the name of the product. And uh, because the clackers kind of made me think of this. This is it, definitely not as dangerous as that. Um, uh, okay. While you're, while you're looking into that, there's also another thing where we put it around our ankle and there was a big ball at the end. Oh. And we would take that and just spin it around from our ankle to jump over with our other foot. So, me and my sisters and, and a couple I of friends of mine, that. I can't remember the name of that toy, but we would do that with the clackers at the same time, and we would just go home, just our ankles were bruised, our wrists were bruised. Go home with bruised, a bloody just, stump. Yeah, it was terrible. Do you, if anybody <laughs> in the chat knows what I'm talking about. Alright, no, I, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember those, so... Again, those, but those, you know, for me in the seventies, th those were like kind of girl toys, you know, that, that was like along the lines of like jumping jacks or not jump of like a uh, hopscotch kind of things. Well, that's, that's fair jump enough, rope. except it was girl toys, you know, like death match. Yeah. Uh, Who's all right. Here, here's the, the least amount of bruises. Here's the commercial. I don't know how loud it's going to be. Hopefully it'll be loud enough. Listen to this. The name of the game is Ball Buster. <laughs> it's a family game. Fun for children. And for adults, it's exciting. You make strategic offensive and defensive moves. Then try to bust your opponent's balls. It's as easy as checkers. But exacting like pool. You're a ball Ball. Oh, come on, man. Great new game from Migo. From Migo. Come on. That I'm has got to be a joke. No, it's real. That is a that is a vintage '70s commercial. You heard him say "ball busted" by Migo at the end. That was real. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'll, uh, yeah. I think there's probably a Wikipedia entry for that game. I, I would I would venture to say, but you're a ball buster. The guy, the husband says to his wife. That's appropriate. <laughs> Let me see if there's a Wikipedia entry for it. Board Game Geek, which is a legit uh, website. Board Game Geek actually has a review of this uh, this game. It has the release information and everything. Um, but yeah, it's like... The, the other toy. Thank you, Michelle. Lemon Twist. Oh, there you go. Lemon Twist. The old footsie toy. So yeah, so, so you could play footsie while you're mm -hmm. dancing around balls, busting balls. Uh, but yeah, you know this is a 
this is real. This is absolutely real. If you look at the the packaging for it over at Board Game Geeks, it's like how how is that not real? It's like you know total seventies packaging. You couldn't make that up. Um, but yeah, so apparently it only is a two and a half star board game review at Board Game Geek though. So anyway, there you go. That one wasn't dangerous unless you know you had your own personal balls getting busted. Mm. So or is President put it the skip it toy. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry to be sorry to cross talk you, but oh my god. Those things caused me and my friends so much physical damage. Oh, but you probably had some good memories doing it too, right? Oh, uh, yeah, except, you know, when Debbie said she beat me and I was really sad because I was on the ground and What the hell? Just a no, no, there That's wasn't really good memories. I'm sorry. That's what the toy crossbows were for, Rain. Yeah. Love the toy crossbows. Oh, anyway. Yeah, just put a toothpick in there and shoot it right into her Oh, cornea. my God. So, anyway, all right. We, we got to go. Again. We got to go to the break. If somebody has a birthday or something, let us know, and, uh, and then we'll address it when we come back. Uh, but we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night. Right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thumbs up, everybody! We're This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Annie Cosplay! Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Wallbusters. By Migo. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Radio for humans. It's February 11th, once again, still all day, 2020. And joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. 
Hello. I really appreciate us talking about bull busters. Bull. You busted my when balls. You, when you, and when the bull is busted, what do you do? How do you get rid of it? Do you scratch it? Do you? What do uh, you do with that busted I think you bull? get an implant. <laughs> oh. Transplant. I hear they they can give you you know like they they give you baboon balls to replace them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> elephant balls. Hog balls. Joni Ernst will give. Joni Ernst will give you some hog balls. Uh, Joe Santoris says. Joe in her defense, she'll give you the hog balls on top of biscuits. Sure, you know. Uh, yeah. The biscuits that... Oh, man. I gotta... It's that time, everybody. Biscuit. My mouse needs cleaned off. Um, And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Welcome back to you, sir. Thanks. And, uh, by the way, that was her uh, nickname in in, uh, high school. What's that? Pig balls. (laughs) Probably was. Um, (laughs) She did castrate a lot of hogs, so... Um, and I think, uh, let me see if I have, uh, have her saying that, uh, earn, Ernst, Ernst, Ernst. I don't have a lot from her. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I still got to clean the mouse. The stupid thing. I grew up castrating hogs on an Iowa farm. Wow. That's nice. Mm. If only she could castrate Republicans in the Senate. They castrated themselves. They were castrated by Trump. God damn it. Yeah, really. <laughs> he also eunuchs. did a great job removing their spines. Oh, yeah. well, did any Republicans have any spines beforehand? I mean, really. It's given an awful lot of credit to him. Mm. Uh, I think Paul Ryan was one of the earliest examples in, in the 21st century of Republicans who couldn't find their spines, couldn't find his orange crush either. Are you all for? Are you? How all is you Amy fans? Klobuchar doing? Uh, Amy, Amy's uh, at nine, eighteen percent. Let me see. Let me see what's going on here. Uh, oh no, it's twenty percent. Twenty-eight, twenty-four, twenty. What percentage of the votes are in? Uh, let's see. Uh, now he's doing. You know. Kernaki, you get to the. He's doing one city, Pelham. So I, I, I don't see what's going on. But it was the last time he had a statewide thing. It was something like uh, 28-24-20. She's going to finish in the top three. Oh yeah, it's forty-six percent reported. Twenty-seven, twenty-two, twenty-two. Actually, Klobuchar has um, now moved ahead. Has moved ahead of Buttigieg. She is now in second place by votes. Oh wow. How, yes, what, how, what's the percentage of votes in? Forty-six. Forty-six. According so. to according to Waypo, it's forty-nine percent of precincts, and according to Waypo, she's in third place. Okay, she just jumped. So he had her in second place. Now he has her back in third. He keeps jumping around. Right you now, see, that's I think why, what he has up on yeah. the board is 28, You know what? I, I really like Kornacki, but I feel like he's a little... Hyper? He's a little hyper. 
<laughs> well, I don't like any of the, you know, I, I mean, this is this is the pitfall. This is my personal pet peeve is when we do, and, and, and you know, and this goes back pretty much to 2016, is that yeah. all night that we're looking at, all night. night, all night we keep looking at the numbers. All night the numbers keep changing. All night the numbers get grimmer and grimmer. So it's like, I just don't like the false false so if it was if we were looking at 90 percent of the votes being in i'd be interested but you know i'm, I'm sorry i'm not trying to put anybody down i just no, you know i don't think you are it, it, but it, you know it still looks like it's really interesting it's sanders Buttigieg, and klobuchar mm-hmm. so well, far i don't think that's much of a surprise i mean at this point because you know we, we, we've seen warren and biden doing very poorly uh before this so um Heather's asking where Bloomberg. Bloomberg isn't running in New Hampshire. Uh, he got a couple write-in votes in that earlier after midnight vote last yeah, yesterday. Dixville Notch. Yeah, Dixville Notch and a couple of the other little towns. There were three towns, I think. Uh, after but, midnight. Uh, yeah, Bloomberg. They, whoever got written in, it's only eight tenths of a percent. So it's still too early to call. That would that would mean uh, all of Bloom's uh, Dixville Notch. That could be. <laughs> it could be. But um, in fact, he got one Republican vote in Dixville Notch. That was weird. You know, Dixville Notch was my nickname in high school. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> you must have got beat on up a lot in the playground. Dixville. Dixville. Making make a Dixville notch. Notch part. Dixville. The notch, yeah. Notch, ouch, ow. So, well, you know, maybe yeah. that's a Bloomberg notch on the bedpost. Bloomberg never wanted to compete in the first uh, four primaries. He's he's only gonna the first primary is gonna be March third for him. Dixville Notch, where all the buildings are bedposts. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, the whole the whole. Um, Bloomberg surge, as it were. I I do think that that has a lot to say about people who are just they're scared. Yeah. Well, I he don't has think that's strong support really. for Bloomberg. I don't. You know, he hasn't been tested yet. Well, how's he doing he in Dixville Notch? Well, like I said, he got uh, two votes. One on we'll the Democratic see. side and one on the Republican. <laughs> I saw a guy. I saw a guy uh, who, with a with a Bloomberg sticker on his car this morning, and I was and, and Susan was pulling up beside him, and I glanced over to see him. Dude looked like a full on MAGA redneck. Mm. Hmm. I mean, that's wow. one anecdotal story. But I can't see. I looked at this guy, and it's like this guy doesn't support Planned Parenthood. This guy doesn't have, you know, th- th- this guy doesn't believe in diversity in the workplace and equal pay. You know, I mean, th- then again, he could have been the nicest guy in the world, but I was judging a book by its cover. Okay. <laughs> At least you're honest. See? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, what if you pulled up against uh, next to Larry David and he had that MAGA hat on? You would have thought I, he was what, a real... What, what if there are people out there who were... Who That's a good were, point, Joe. Yeah, well, what what if there were people out there who were, uh, you know, and I'm sure this is true to a certain degree, but what 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 if there were a, a large number of people out there who really wanted Trump in because 
simply because he was, you know, a successful, wealthy businessman, you know? And and they 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 liked that he was from New York, whatever. Uh, there there was a swell of patriotism with conservatives about you know over the last decade for for New York because of nine eleven. Uh, you know what if there's a large number of people out there who who are independents or they were moderate Republicans that are like you know they're like no we we want Bloomberg because we think he might be the guy that Trump hasn't been. I'm just saying, it, you know, I, I mean, don't like what do you, Bloomberg. What, what's your underlying? My, I, I'm just wondering. I mean, what if what if there are uh, you know there's a large swell of people out there who will you know help Bloomberg in in the primary? You know, I don't. Uh, Super Tuesday. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What? A, yeah. Sorry. If if it comes um, down to on Super Tuesday, I really think it's a fear vote. Because he's putting so much money into the camp. He's Isn't he going to be on the debate stage uh, next Wednesday? I don't think so. Is he? Why would I he? I don't know. I, I, I think oh, he's, he's close. You could be right. I think he's he either, either I... made it or he's close to making it. And he hasn't been tested in debate yet. I want to see him, you know, look. He, he's been in a bubble up until now. Really, mm-hmm. it's just he's not really running, right? He's just churning out ads. Spending right? money. Spending it's, money, churning out ads. He's not, he's not running. He's not, he's, not, he's not in the game yet, okay? And he hasn't even been on a debate stage yet. You know, he's not tested. And he's going he's he's to be like Biden. He's going to drop in the polls as soon as he starts opening his mouth, <clears> as soon as... Stuff starts coming out. Look at the stuff that came out today. Oh yeah, stopping African Americans have been totally, totally. Yeah, I saw a poll today where where he is plus fifteen with African American support, and Joe Biden is like minus seventeen. So you know what? I you know I I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going on here, but I know that he hasn't in the game yet. I just cannot believe I saw. A Bloomberg sticker on somebody's car today, you know, and I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. I couldn't believe I saw an Andrew Yang sign, yard sign the other day. You know, I was like, really? I mean, I was like, okay, you want your thousand dollar check? I get it. Um, uh, one thing, one thing. There, well, there's a lot of things that annoy me about Bloomberg, and I'm. I don't even want to. I want to talk about his run. As mayor of New York City, okay? Mm-hmm. Supposedly he was a lifelong Democrat. <clears throat> and and I'm going, I, I'm literally going to Wikipedia to just remember, just to refresh what I remember. Uh, he switched. <laughs> In 2001, Democrat, he decided to run for mayor as a Republican. Quality stuff there. And, and and after he won his second term, he left the Republican Party. Mm. And then he ran as an independent. Seriously. He also I, addressed and supported, uh, he addressed the, the 2004 Republican Convention and supported George 
Yes. W. Bush. I don't know where this guy stands when it comes to the Democratic Party. I don't know where he stands. I mean, he is literally running as an outsider. Well, that goes for Bernie Sanders. I was was just going to get to that. And this is something that annoys me about Bernie Sanders. But Bernie doesn't have the money that Bloomberg does. He has literally his entire political career in New York City was just, well, I'm going to be an independent. I might be a Democrat. I might be Republican. Whatever it takes to make sure that I stay in or get the he has bought the office. Yeah, he's bought the office. And I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm going to say this now, and if it comes back to bite me in the ass, he is still better than anybody else. Not anybody else. Hold on. Let me let me take let me walk that back. Okay. If he gets the nomination, he is still better than Trump. Uh, and yeah. I think that I think that he's yeah. running on that. I think he's running on that kind of fear, and I think that's why he's like. J- Jumping up in the polls, yeah, I but don't it, like it. And again, that's why we really well, need to. I said we need I, to take the Senate. We need to take the Senate. We need to take the House. We need to get rid of Citizens United, and we need campaign finance reform. From your lips to Democratic leadership's ears. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think what. Could it could happen to Bloomberg is what happened to Biden. I think once some of these other candidates become better known, better heard, they have better days. Like, let's say Amy had a great debate on Friday. It helped her in New Hampshire greatly. She did. Who knows, you know, how this New Hampshire third place finish for her or second place, whatever it is, uh, how that's going to help her in fundraising and how that propels her towards Super Tuesday. I guess what I'm saying here is is that that Bloomberg is untested, and he hasn't he hasn't been in in the in the fight yet. Okay, so let's wait till he 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 you know mixes it up with some of these other candidates, and then see where he is. And I don't think all the money in the world is going to make him a better candidate than say a a Buttigieg or a, a, or an Amy Klobuchar. So. You know, I hope I, you're I, right. I hope I you're right. I think, think I, there's a lot of people out there who are really scared. I look. Let's face it. Most of us, if Bloomberg ends up the nominee, you're going to hold your nose and, and and vote for Bloomberg. That's what he's hoping. <laughs> because for. you're not going to sit home because that's a vote for Trump, and you're certainly not going to vote for Trump. So what are you going to do? You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I don't think it's going to. That's going to be the choice. So I'm not not too worried about it. Well, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Well, well you know, anyway, um, I really think he's going to he's going to suffer greatly once he once he gets on the debate stage and once once people get to to hear his positions on things and once sure once he mixes it up with some of these and and uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll but mix be, up. be really wary of that, Joe. And I I mean this sincerely. I'm not trying. I think I don't think you're wrong. Again, the guy ran as a Republican, an mm-hmm. independent, and a Democrat, mm-hmm. and won as New York City mayor. He is slippery. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not saying he can't do it. I, I'm and just New saying. York, I, New Yorkers are not stupid. 
No, I'm not saying Although he can't. Although you could say they're stupid for electing him, but I won't. Mm. I, I'm not but, saying he can't, and he very well may end up the nominee. Who knows? But uh, I'm just saying he's untested right now. So let's keep our powder dry, I guess, is what I'm saying, and see what happens. Okay. What kind of powder are you talking? Any gun powder. powder. Gun, gun powder, yes. Not- <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, Ooh, if you get any powder wet, it's pretty much useless unless it's a powder that will dry out <laughs> if you put it in the sun. Well, I'm not sure. I know... Diametaceous earth ruined when it t- the properties of diametaceous earth are ruined when it t- touches water. Talcum powder, I don't know. You might be able to put that out in the sun and dry it back out. I'm not very sure about that at all. Um, if it's water soluble, it's it's all over, man. Uh, but yeah, gunpowder. I think it's okay if it gets wet because you can blow up dynamite underwater. It's pretty cool. Done it. Yeah. We used to throw M80s into the lake at Matt Trahan's. Mort. I will say this, if I can say this. I know we're getting ready I was talking about powders getting wet rain. Hold on a second. Um, No, go ahead. (laughs) I'm kidding. Look, when your powder gets wet, it means that you've got some moist spots in your areas. Every other area. So just... Spread everything out and let it dry out. Use some medicated gold bond because that actually will absorb some moisture and keep you from chafing on real hot days. That is true. That is true. Vaseline petroleum jelly has the same effect. That'll that'll grease you up. Okay. Good God, men. (laughs) Brought to you by medicated gold bond. Cleveland, we're on (laughs) the air. In, in my opinion, <laughs> I would like for us to somehow defeat Bloomberg because Bloomberg actually has said whoever wins the nomination, he's going to turn over his entire data campaign to the nominee. Mm-hmm. And, and money. Yes. And good, bad, or ugly, Bloomberg is really good at data. What's up? Good money. Let's hope. Let's hope that that pans out. I, I you know, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't like Bloomberg. Like Joe said, he's not a player. Uh, let's see what he does on the debate stage. We know his track record. Uh, you know, he's he's, he's just a not a he's he's not a good fucking person. If but if if he can help us, if 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 he can help us take Trump down, cool. But. Shit, I mean, you know, I I guess, I guess, if if Bloomberg was running against Trump, I'd be one of those assholes saying, you know, like they said, yeah, I voted for Trump, but I had to hold my nose because I couldn't vote for Clinton. I mean, that's what I'll feel like I'm fucking left with, whether it's Bloomberg or or Bernie. I I don't have enough opinion of Buttigieg. He's kind of a non-starter for me. I don't think he's going to make it very much further, uh, uh, you know. Um, but somebody like Bloomberg or, or Bernie at this point, I mean, Bernie's just just weird damaged goods. Bloomberg is just like a fucking chameleon. But I don't want to feel like that. How did we get to the point where we're even contemplating having to feel like that, that we're just... Saying, you know, we're, we're like the asshole Republicans that voted for Trump just because, you know, it wasn't Clinton. I don't, how did, how did our fucking party get so 
you know, how did we lose so many good goddamn people oh, out of the field that we have? And 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 bots. It, it's it's just infuriating. I'm this not is what I'm not I kidding. know. I know. I know you're not kidding, and I know that. I, you know, it's just. It, it, how could we I mean, allow this to happen? Penny, and I, I think you'll appreciate this. I am still pissed that there was an entire mem or meme or whatever you call it out there that just kept going after Kamala Harris because she was a cop. And, and you know she, what? She was a prosecutor. So was Klobuchar. Get ready, Joe. Hmm? Get ready for it. Because they're going to come after Klobuchar for that same thing. It started already with her. Yeah. You well, remember way back still, when when she, still, was, she was yelling at her staff and she was nasty to her staff and all that oh, stuff. Oh, nasty yeah. woman. You know, and he, she ate salad with a comb. Klobuchar, so fortunately, has the benefit of being Wolfowitz white. ate his hair with a comb. No. So what? And had holes <laughs> in his socks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, seriously. I mean... Did you hear what I said? Oh, go ahead. Klobuchar unfortunately or fortunately has the benefit of being white and that's another part of it kamala yeah. was black i know there were some controversies with her especially with her you know as a prosecutor with the the you know the trans women that were yeah denied you know and and I hated that. Yes. And 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 so I. So did I. That was something that we could have worked through, and we could have talked through, and we could have gotten through. And, and she was I, willing I th- to address that. She was, and I think uh, you know, I I don't, I like to think I can't, you know, I I can't speak for anybody other than myself, but I like to think maybe that she's grown as a person since then, but I don't know. But I mean, that was. I don't know. It's just, uh, but you know, the, the stuff that's going on now, it's like, I mean, I don't want to diminish what, you know, how people were upset by what she did. But when we're, when we're where we are now mm-hmm. and we're entertaining the idea that Mr. Stop and Frisk <clears throat> is better than Trump. Yeah. It's like, fuck me. That's just fucking, you know. Well, how about the nostalgic way we look back make, on George? Make your w. way over to Dixville. <laughs> make your way over to Dixville, Knox. Yeah. Fuck me. Well, that's <laughs> not, just, look, it's we got a long I was way making to go. a joke. And uh, finally, these these preliminaries are over. These New Hampshire, a lot of these are media driven nonsense uh, things. And you know, let's yeah, see, I think it should be. I think we should remember that um, Clinton. His first primary was Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, long way to go. Uh, there, there. Look, I don't think you're going to see Biden, Warren, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, or Sanders dropping out of the race anytime. Or maybe Steyer. He has a lot of money dropping out of the race anytime soon. And we're not even talking about. You know, I think I. I don't think you're going to see a real shakedown until after March third. After March third, most of the delegates are going to be gone. So somebody yeah. has a big night on March third. This thing could be over that yeah. day. Well, and until then, yeah. this is all to me fluff. It is. You're right. And it's on that media, note, media. Let's let's run to the break. Um, okay. 
so because uh, I need to use the boys' room and get a beverage. So uh, here we go. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night. I'm headed to Dixville Notch right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! I get no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all So tell me why should it be true That I get a belt out of you Some get a kick from I, that was been stuck in my head all day. I had to play it. <laughs> <laughs> An earworm, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was worse than that. Of course, thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Uh, but what was worse than that, Joe, is I had that song that Leonard Nimoy did to Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Bravest little hobbit of them all. <laughs> Oh my God, that thing was stuck on my head all day. And then, but then today, yeah, I was just like, you know, <laughs> I kept thinking of I get the uh, Cleavon Little version of I get a kick out of you from Blazing Saddles. Um, although, <laughs> I'm glad I trimmed off what his co, uh, what one of his co-stars said before that. Um, you know, <clears throat> about what kind of work song he wanted to hear. Not good. So anyway, 
Uh, Rain, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Have you had any earworms recently? I have earworms every hour on the hour, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, mostly the 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Oh. Oh, Jesus. I almost almost canceled my XM radio subscription because of that song. 800 What's that one, the, the you Empire Force? Kenny. Oh, my God. 800 538 Empire Today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember before they changed that? Because now it's today. But it used to be today. Oh, it was a little, it was little that sexier. That's subtle. Uh, did I? One eight hundred cars for kids. Empire <laughs> today. Uh, so let, let me see if I got the number right. On eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred. Empire today. Cars for yeah. kids. <laughs> oh, Not a sponsor. I want to send them a car bomb. Is what I want to send. <laughs> Wow! No, I listen. I listen to um, our local news channel. They're coming for and you, so, Joe. Yeah, that. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So yeah, that, that gives me um, yeah, that gives me the earworms. And there's another guy. <laughs> I think it's long, long roofing. And his his thing is, you know what? You need a roof. But you don't want to get that new roof until you get a big old brown spot. Oh, wow. That's true. I'll find the commercial. A big old brown spot? In your roof. Like like a shart? Yes, he really is basically saying a shart in your roof. Now, we have have a local... I don't know if this place is even still in business, but we have in downtown Cleveland a place called Norton Furniture... And the owner, Mark, I don't even know if he's still alive. I'm not sure. I, there Actually, it looks like there's a documentary that came out about this in 2017. My name is Mark. But the, it, it, listen to the carefully worded. Here, here's a commercial for Norton Furniture. <laughs> this is the Norton Furniture ad number one. Hang on. Let me. Um, and, and this place looks so tacky. I, I've never been in it. But this guy, he, um, okay, let me let me back it up here and play it for you. Here's Norton Furniture commercial. Good news for people that have credit problems. Norton Furniture is here for you. Now, seriously, if you can't get credit in my store, you can't get credit anywhere. My name is Mark. You can count on it. You gotta help me out with something. <laughs> okay, if you gotta see the commercial because he has <laughs> like he has a really tacky statues and furniture in his store. So the, he had a lion statue behind him that was doing the roar, and then he leans over and he puts his hand on like a a, a highway patrolman's shoulder, a statue. And says, "You gotta help me out with something." <laughs> And uh, but basically, the the commercial is: if you can't get credit in my store, you can't get credit anywhere. My name is Mark, and you can count on it. Can you count on the fact that his name is Mark? 
or you can get credit in his store. <laughs> um, so, and I had a friend who used to actually do commercials with him. Uh, he's passed away. Uh, his name was Eddie. Um, Eddie Willie, uh, and he used to play Froggy on the new version of the Ghoul, not Ghoulardi, not Son of Ghoul, but the Ghoul, the newer version of the Ghoul that, that used to broadcast out of Cleveland, Parma, whatever. Um, but he played Froggy, dressed up in the big Froggy suit. Uh, but Froggy showed up in one of the commercials, and that was my friend Eddie, who uh, sadly he so Eddie Eddie Willie used to run this video store in in Lakewood called Beware Video, and obviously they got clobbered by Netflix. But it was such a cool video store. They had like all these like you know hard to find movies and you know on VHS and DVD and everything. And um, but he tragically uh, uh, died of of cancer uh, about ten no shit even more than that. Maybe, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I don't know, but uh, left a little his little son, Angus, behind and his lovely wife, Natalie. But, yeah, so uh, interesting story about this guy, Mark. Uh, he's like has white hair and a beard and a ponytail and glasses and always wore a tucked-in black polo shirt and a black pants and all the commercials. And um, years ago, uh, at the venue where I work, um, uh, be right before I started working there. So this is the very early two thousands, I think. Um, uh, I, Brian Posehn came into the gap when I worked at the gap. And I don't know if you guys knew who Brian Posehn is, but he's a pretty big, uh, big comic worked on Mr. Show with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and stuff. Um, he was on the comedians of comedy tour and Patton Oswalt mm -hmm. was the headliner on that. And he, and Brian Posehn came in, he's like, He's like, hey, man, do you know about this Mark guy from Norton Furniture? I'm like, yeah, my name is Mark, and you can count on it. And he's like, well, Patton's doing this bit tonight where he wants to dress up as, as, as Mark, and I need to get an outfit for him. Can you help me out? And I'm like, totally. He, I was like, here's black khakis. Here's a black polo shirt. He's got a beard and a white ponytail, and you know that's all you need to know. And so I guess Patton Oswalt that night did the bit. And I helped Brian Posehn get his outfit for him. So, oh, nice. Um, oh, and yeah, Trojan Rap says the ghoul Ron Swede passed away last April 1st. I did not know about that. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, but he was, last time I saw him, he was, and that was a long time ago, he was looking a little, little, um, unwell. So, I have his autograph somewhere too. Um, Speaking of Patton Oswald. Yeah, he does one of the funniest skits on that oh that awful Christmas song about the little girl with the shoes. Do you know the one I mean? What? What? It's he does a great skit. <clears throat> there is an awful Christmas song about this girl who wanted to buy shoes for her mother who's dying. Oh, is it a country song? Oh, I missed no. that. No, <laughs> no, it goes about the guy standing in line and and he's impatient and he's in a hurry and this girl is in front of him that's got a pair of shoes that she wants to buy for her mother who's dying and she wants to send her to heaven in her shoes. <laughs> oh it's God! One of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Patton Oswalt <laughs> does a comedy does a comedy routine about that song that is so funny. 
I played it all Christmas Day for all our guests. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to hear about. It. I'm gonna have to check. That oh out. yeah, it, the song. The song is is oh, it's it's like the it's like the it's one of those tearjerker songs. It's supposed to be a tearjerker where the the Christmas the shoes. Dying. Yeah, Cat, and the guy Cat was impatient, the and, yeah. and and he ended up paying. The girl didn't had pennies, and she just gave the cash. And he said, "You're a couple pennies short." And the guy that was impatient, and you know, he was he was impatient with Christmas and standing in line until he saw this girl, and then he bought the shoes, and spirit of Christmas filled them, and all this stuff, and such a yeah, the Christmas shoes. That's right, cat is right. <laughs> Christmas shoes. It's just stupid. Oh, the song is so bad. But Patton Oswalt, look it up. Patton Oswalt, just Google Patton Oswalt Christmas Shoes. Funny as hell. Susan just had me watch a movie with uh, Charlize Theron the other day called Young Adult with him in it. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it was pretty good. So, but yeah, I love he, him. He, he's, been, he's, 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 he's all he over the Frank. place. Huh? Isn't he Frank's Frank's son on? Uh, yeah, Mr. yeah, Science? yeah. The unfortunately canceled <laughs> MST3K. <laughs> yeah, so, I, hey, I, huh. can mm-hmm. I? As of nine minutes ago, Psy Guy is um, has posted on Twitter. Uh, just noticing that after holding steady at twenty eight percent, Bernie has fallen to just twenty seven percent. Buttigieg and Klobuchar have held at twenty four and twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Still forty nine fifty six percent in. Oh all right. Still I was getting ready to finish this. Oh I'm still, sorry. Still still forty nine percent outstanding with the cities of Manchester, Concord, and Nashua in. That leaves rural areas where Pete is strong to report. So it, it's it's up in the air, Joe Joe, and I'm sorry. It I know fifty six percent, but And it's what I've been saying, you know, like these little piss-ass primaries are over. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty soon. Then we'll see who's who's uh, who's going to hang in there. There's only seven points spread in the top three in New Hampshire right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I actually read that Patrick Duvall, did you note that he was still in the race? <laughs> no. <He's, laughs> Patrick <laughs> Duvall, Patrick Duvall, yes. former, former governor of Massachusetts, is... He said that he's going to be um, rethinking about things, and he'll report back tomorrow. And I'm going to rethink about about him too, because I I never even knew he got in the race. Yeah. So there. He got in the race. Well. So. I think after tonight we're going to get, see a consolidation. Huh. And and that's good. That's a good thing. Like all, I'm 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 actually really happy that Yang is out. Um, I really, well, I was really looking forward to that thousand bucks, but <laughs> <laughs> me I too. Don't. Okay, <laughs> you two, we'll work on this. We'll do a Kickstarter. That was gonna Come be my fun party. money. That was gonna be my Come fun down money. To the party. We're gonna just have. We're gonna have like a one thousand dollar big happy, you know, booth where you just grab everything you can. I, I was, you know, I was. I, I took a loan out on that money. Oh, no, Deval, it's Deval Patrick. Deval yeah, that's what he said, isn't it? I thought you just said Patrick, say- De- Patrick Deval. Oh, did I? I did, didn't I? Did you say Patrick Deval? I did. I'm oh. sorry. Cat, <laughs> thank you for the correction. I, I 
Because I, I seriously, when I heard Patrick Duvall, it didn't connect with me that it was Duvall Patrick. I was like, who? I didn't know he oh, I was right on now. it. I was honest when I said who. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> how are you guys pulling out all these Z-listers on me tonight? What's going Sometimes on? Sometimes I get a little confused. That's okay. So, uh, but no, oh, thinking about it, but, you know. I think Robert Duvall is in it. No, he's dead. Oh, Robert Duvall is dead. Robert Duvall's not dead. He's not dead. Well, he, he will be eventually. Well, uh, now that you okay. bring reality crashing so, so down so upon our shoulders, Rain, so, thank you. So we all, I guess. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Like Stephen Wright. I, I, I like Steve, remembered Patrick Duvall getting into the race. Like, uh, so wait, uh, it's to, Patrick to quote, Duvall or is it Duvall Patrick? It's Duvall Patrick. It to, quote, to quote Stephen Wright, I plan on living forever. So far, so good. Right, Stephen. Which is... <laughs> anyway, the point that I was trying to make is that New Hampshire is still very fluid. Hey! Stop scratching that chair, you freak! Yeah, and, and I'm saying that I'm glad we're past New Hampshire now. <laughs> and that we could get into some, like, real states, you know, so... Well, That's we still have to do another goddamn caucus state in Nevada. Doctor was yeah. scratching a chair. They don't have an app. Thank goodness. There's not an app for that? No. no Actually, they don't. I thought they did. Can you correct me? Okay, we'll check it out. I don't think they do, but I think they have Holy a similar, underwear. I don't know that much about Nevada, but I think there's I heard somewhere that their uh, delegate selection is simpler. Their caucus uh, is, is a simpler process. But in any event, uh, you know, we'll be into uh, Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is going to going to call the herd, as they say. You'll see. And I, you know, I'm not counting. Before Joe Super Biden. Tuesday, we do have out. South Carolina, right? Yes, and I'm not counting Joe Biden out either. I, I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't, I don't think we should. No, I don't think he's finished. I just well, hope that if he be, he does become the nominee, he he gets his act together. That's all. <clears throat> I think we should say a small prayer right now for this whole process. Oh Lord, do we have the strength? To carry on this mighty task in one night? Or are we just jerking off? Amen. <laughs> I have I my blaze I open up my blazing saddles folder, so um, I think it's time to use the, the holy hand. You know what? Work. If you're gonna open up blazing saddles tonight. What? Say it again, Rain? If, if you're gonna open up blazing saddles, can we just open up the clip of untied? I'm tired. I don't think I have tired in here. That's I'm the so thing. tired of coming and going and going, going and coming. Going and coming. Uh, I, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't think, think I you do. That. And I think the last time I brought it up... I didn't have it. Because <laughs> that's didn't. my favorite part of that movie. I love Madeline Kahn. Uh, I'm yeah, tired. I don't... I don't have it. I don't have it. I have, uh... Let me see. What's this? Well, my name is Jim, but most people <laughs> call me... Jim. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's 
I'm still, I'm tired. I'm tired of coming and going oh, and true. going and coming. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And it is my privilege to extend to you a laurel and hearty handshake. Uh, yeah, so. Um, let's see if I can find one that I never play. Let me see if I can find one that I never play. Uh, this is this might be a good one. Who the hell are they? That's a good one. <laughs> um, oh, I like this one, yeah. Do watch your ass. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. What he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Okay, so. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I just I just was looking at this. For what? So. You said, it okay, was, so, like, um. Uh, no, no, it was one of those awkward pauses, and it was supposed to be a comic thing. Oh, okay, okay so. All right. Santa Maria! Uh, all right. Oh, wait, wait, here's one. Here's a good one. No. She's never failed me before. She'll turn him into jelly. She'll bring him to his knees. <laughs> now, part of that's in your jingle, Rain. She's that's never right. Yeah, the oh, first. She's never failed that. me before. Yeah, that part. So, uh, but anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap it's things up. It's twoo. It's twoo. It's twoo. And, it's oh, true. do we have a good slam noise here? Oh, that is a good slam noise. Oh, that's almost like an M80. Here's a punch and fall. <laughs> that's Mongo for you. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, stampeding cattle, the, the Vatican. What? Um, Qualifications. Stampeding cattle. That's not much of a crime. Through the Vatican? Kinky. Sign here. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> That's a... <our, laughs> through the Vatican? <laughs> so, anyway. All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, parting shots. Joe, what's up on the Tim Cormall show tonight? Well, let's see. On the Tim Cormall show, <clears throat> let's see. We have... What did I do with a clown car? Oh, I did. There's an app for that. That's what oh. I did. Uh-oh. I did the uh, Iowa app. Um, and um, I just did my commentary on the Iowa app caucus app. That's all. And um, we had some fun with that. You and put also, the, the Iowa caucus app should be on that dangerous toys list. It, yeah, it should be. <laughs> that it should be. But I, I, I compared it to... Uh, oh, this is sports. I compared it to two Ali fights. Uh, there was the uh, Rumble in the Jungle. You were too young uh, for these. Okay, yeah, yeah. These were in 1974 and 75. Ali play, uh, fought George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle, and then the next year he fought Frazier in the... Uh, uh, Thrilla in Manila. Mm-hmm. And I said, what we had in Iowa was the kick in the loins in Des Moines. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's a good one. 
yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the clown car. But I want to say, you know, people uh, about this election coming up to the people of America. I was watching, as you know, I've been watching these old uh, One Step Beyond episodes. One step beyond. Beyond, yes. And I, I saw one that was called The Hand, and it was about this guy. He murders his girlfriend in an alley, and he can't get the blood. Everything, he, he never could wash the blood off his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And anything he touched for days and days would have his whole handprint with blood. And he couldn't stop it. He couldn't bandage it, nothing. Right? Yeah. So finally he confessed. And after he confessed, it went away. But there was always blood on his hand. And people of America, you re-elect Donald Trump, you're going to be like that guy in the hand on One Step Beyond. You're going to have blood on your hands forever that you could never wash off. Remember that. That's my curse. All right. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree. All right. Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C. What is your parting shot, my sister? Okay, my my parting shot is something that I posted two days ago, and it was an article, and I will post it after I'm done into the, into the chat. But <clears throat> the title of it was Don't Lose Hope, Be a Fanatical Optimism, Optimist. And, uh, there was there was one part of that thing that said in the article that said nihilism remains the GOP's ultimate trump card. They are counting on citizens of good faith to give up, to quit the fa- field, to say who cares. And my parting shop is, I care. I care deeply. I I really care about saving our republic, and mostly I care about people not seeing that our republic can be erased like that. And the next step is don't be mad that Nancy Pelosi tore up a speech. Be angry about why it was torn up. Absolutely. Because what Nancy Pelosi did is she rejected nihilism. Yeah. I'm glad that's your yeah. I'm I'm glad that's your parting shot because mine actually has to do with the State of the Union from last week too. Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you are uh, you got no, anything it's else? Fine. No, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. All right. So I retweeted something from uh, one of my favorite actors, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. Uh, numerous other projects. He's going to be doing the voice of the Watcher in the upcoming What If series on Disney Plus. Um, but he tweeted out. Um, on February 5th, 2020, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, and, and it's at J Free Right, letter J, the word free right, as in Wright Brothers, J Free Right on Twitter. Uh, you can actually see this if you're in the chat room right now. It's like the, it's, it's a, something I retweeted on the, that's on, still on the sidebar because I don't tweet a lot, so it's still hanging out there. He shared a video from Democracy Now! And it says, Rush Limbaugh broadcast an actual 21st century minstrel coon show back in 2007. Barack the Magic Negro. Medal of Freedom is the highest civilian award a U.S. prez can bestow. Black folks shipped in from all corners to stand by as Trump honored this. 
The State of the Union was a racist spooge dream. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, there was a, you know, uh, you know, I mean, and uh, I'm glad he didn't pull any punches with, with his, you know, I mean, it was a racist spooge dream, racist wet dream, what have you. Jeffrey Wright is, is, um, uh, that tweet elevated him to godhood in my opinion. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, amazing stuff. So and uh and and dad i'm glad you made it another year too and i don't know let's make it i don't know 50 more you good um we'll go for it so uh uh but anyway uh i guess he was reacting to my uh stephen wright's i'm working on living forever and so far so good um but yeah so but no we're and yeah dad because i you know i guess it is you know this was a scary time a year ago, and and now um, you're doing awesome, and we're very excited. And uh, he's coming to Rain's Rain and Bob's party this year. It's gonna be exciting. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we were all we were all worried about you here in in DC, Dad. Yeah, everybody was, but you know, and, and now yeah. he he's doing he's doing fucking great. He's doing amazing, and um and yeah, just uh just so you know when we get there. Don't ask for his autograph, okay? I mean, seriously, show some tact, people. Um, so, jeez, oh, that was uh, bring my book and everything. <laughs> it's okay, Joe. I got it. I got uh, it. We can. We got a back room. We got a back room. All right. <laughs> well, it's twenty dollars a headshot if you do decide to. No, <laughs> Just, <laughs> but anyway, no, seriously, uh, no, it's Able gonna be to it's, Ken Junior. Right? It's gonna be awesome. I might even force Dad um, to do some karaoke at your guys' house. Before we uh, sign off for the night, just yep. everybody light a candle, send whatever kind of vibes you got out to the universe for Stephen on Long Island. Living, yeah. Yeah, living. How's I'm sorry, he, living. Um, do you have any he, updates? He, he, well, if you earlier in the week or last week, he had more of his foot taken off. Okay. And he still wants to get into the chat room, but evidently the hospital thinks Chitango is a porn site. Well, we do put uh-huh. dick pics over there all the time when we have the Peroni shows. <laughs> so, so just send him, send him some love and all that stuff. All right. Very good. All right, Livin. Uh, get better. We, ho- we hope to see you soon. And Oh, uh, by the way, just for Livin, can I say it? Penis. Yep. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Don't say penis in this house! Apparently you can say it in the hospital, though, because I guess they operate on them in there and stuff, so it's all right. Yeah, but you can't read about them. Nope, you can't. So, all (laughs) right, everybody have a good night. We'll see you soon. Good night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! (laughs) That's it! This is a little bit of a political question, but obviously a big part of this show is the MAGA hat. For the first show, yeah. Right. Um, There are people that 
wear the MAGA hat and like what the MAGA hat represents. Are yeah. you afraid about alienating them? They could be fans of the show. Alienate yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> go, go and alienate. You have my blessing. No, I could give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs>